mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're the best guest, Mr. Lunch. I can tell you this. Of all the movies we make you watch, it's about we creatures will save you a spot, Mr. Looch. Your head's exploding, Mr. Looch. We're glad that you came back. Next time we'll get you a movie you like with a popcorn and a Sprite, Mr. Looch. There Mr. Luciani stood, amazed at how dumb the opener could actually be. He found himself in this position before. So why, we ask, would he come back for more? Then something happened. They were all amazed. He actually liked being on Cut to the Chase. The duo welcomed the friend they'd been missing. Dear old Snugglefox, our good friend Christian. Christian, I'll cut to the chase. Christmas right up to our waist. Oh, Christian, welcome back. Grab a hold of Santa's sack. <laughs> I literally, I literally almost lost him. <laughs> you, you, you live with that. <laughs> hey Christian, welcome back to Good yeah, Chase. Holy... How do I get out of this? <laughs> you can't. I'm, I was, I'm dying here. I was trying not to ruin it by laughing. I'm like, I, I, I almost came in my pants. It, it... Can we have him do that just one more time? <laughs> Holy smoke! Like I could listen to that. <laughs> wow. That he had a song, a narration, and then another song. Yeah. Like the, Merry the first Christmas, of... everybody. Merry yeah, fucking well, Christmas. So yeah, we're obviously introducing our guests with uh, you know classic Christmas songs, and all I came up with like that was amazing. Like he did that in like fifteen minutes. All I came up with like was you're a mean one, Mr. Looch, and I just gave him that idea to go with the theme of that song, and he turned it into that. So, <laughs> you are amazing, Dan. Thanks, guys. Like, that no, he's was... so creative. Tell me more about me. <laughs> <laughs> Can I sing it the rest of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, he did say you're the best guest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did feel bad, though. I, I felt bad last time. You know, it's like, I remember Christian wanted a certain movie, and he didn't get it. But nonetheless, it was about a green creature. What was the movie that he wanted? <laughs> I wanted turns. I'm always on with green creatures. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. That wasn't the intent when I picked this for you. <laughs> no, exactly. I feel bad. And it's like, not only that, it's a movie that he doesn't like again. So we're just killing it, baby. <laughs> no, I thought that, you know, because he had kids, he might like this one. I figured if my intro was fire, that that would make him want to stay. Do you want to stay? I haven't. I've had a change of heart. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not what part did you that helps, but no. I re when I rewatched it, I, I I have a change of heart. I'm not. 
we'll get into it. I, I don't want to, because this is what I do. I blow my load right at the beginning, and then, and then I just got to sit here cracking bad jokes the rest of the show. We all have that problem, bro. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, back. man. Like, you're always a blast. For sure. All right. So for each of our guests, we um, have come up with kind of like a fun little, you know, Christmas game or questions or, you know, everybody's getting something a little bit different every time they come on. So uh, we have a segment for you. And this segment is called Name That Missile Ho. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love this segment. <laughs> now, I'm going to mention a ho, a missile ho from uh, a Christmas movie. Yes. And then you have to guess what Christmas movie from her name she's from. And these were all verified by us that they are indeed hoes. For, mul- okay. for, for different reasons. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> are you ready, Mr. Looch? I am ready. I am ready. All right. Ho number one. <laughs> All right. Sue, a.k.a. Mrs. Claus's sister. Sue. Mm-hmm. Classic Christmas comedy. Dan's probably going to sit over here and give you clues that gives everything away. I got it. That's okay. I, 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 might, I, might, I might need to call <laughs> a friend right out of the gate. Uh, you get one clue per name. Sue, Mrs. Claus's sister. What the? Why the heck is this? Do you want your clue now? I'll take my clue. I'll take the clue. Okay. Fuck me, Santa. Fuck me, Santa. (laughs) What do you mean? That just gives it all away. You are the worst clue giver in the world. Yes. Merry Christmas. Is that bad Santa? Yes. Tell him what he's won, Danny. He won another question asked by Lacey Lou. All right. Are you ready? Get the cubes on giving. Are you ready for name that missile hoe question number two? Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Mary the counter girl. Oh. Oh, Christmas vacation. Yes! Ding, ding, ding. This man knows his Christmas movie. That's my favorite Christmas movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> were, were you hoping that was going to be the one you were going to get? <laughs> no, I, I didn't know where this was going. It could, I, it could have been... Well, it is her that's on the... the uh, in the swimming pool too, isn't it? Yeah, is it the fantasy girl. Yeah. You know what? I missed. Uh, we didn't do this on the episode with Nudie when we covered it, but <laughs> I was gonna make Nudie try to sing the song that she's coming up out of the pool. So oh, maybe yeah. I'm gonna make it, since it's Christian's favorite. I'm gonna make you try to sing it now. Oh, my lord! You put me on the spot. Jimmy Pettibuckus is the thing <laughs> says on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. <laughs> I screwed up the beginning part, but I got into it. It's like, Hallelujah, my guy, yeah. it's a white Christmas. Or something like that, Hawaiian Christmas. I don't know what the hell I said, but <laughs> I, I had to get to the next part. But, but you, got, you, got the, you got the tone of it right, at least. <laughs> More importantly, he got the answer right. He did. Mm-hmm. That's All right, so we got two out of two. Yep. All right, next one. Liz, or name that missile hoe, number three. Liz Langston. Liz Langston. Hmm. I'm just going to take a wild guess. I'm not even going to go for a hint. Is it Edward Scissorhands? The clue is we just fucking talked about this movie about three minutes ago. <laughs> and uh, here. She's outside petting Ted. Oh, uh, yeah. 
What the f- three minutes ago? What the hell did we talk about three minutes ago? <laughs> oh, Howard, these cookies are delicious. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my it's God. I know this movie. Under our tree. I, I don't know, but I know that all this is making, like, I know the the lines. I, have, I can't picture the movie. Answer that question now. <laughs> oh, my God. It is uh, uh, not Jingle All the Way. Yes! Um, is, so he's using his answers sparingly and wisely. He is. One of well, he got like a million men. clues on that one. Hey, hey. <laughs> the Schwarzenegger uh, impression is what tipped me off. If you did Sinbad, I would have not known. Oh, nobody would have known if it was Sinbad, because he was only relevant for those couple years that he did the movie. Can you even do an impression of Sinbad? Nobody can. I saw Sinbad live. I'm not kidding. Oh, no, really? I didn't pay for it. It was... was, (laughs) He paid you. He paid you. A former company I worked for. He was like in... He was like coming down. I'm like, wait a second. I'm in the elevator. I'm in the elevator with Sinbad. I'm like... What? True yeah, and he was actually, this is a true story, and he was actually very nice. He was a cool guy, and whatever, and he, he's just kind of going in, he's kind of talking to himself a little bit. I'm like, he's the goddamn entertainment tonight. And he walked in, and it was like our opening for the company I used to work for. It was like our kind of an opening hook, opening show, and he just gets up on stage and starts telling jokes. And Dude, he was Okay, he, he wasn't talking to himself, Christian. He was saying, is that that motherfucker from Exploding Heads? I'm a Patreon. <laughs> I, I submit my $3. <laughs> Can I guess on the show? Can I guess on the show? Fuck yes. off, Sinbad. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> exactly my sentiment when we reviewed that movie. <laughs> you know? Ta-ta, turtle man. <laughs> Rodney <laughs> King! Rodney King! That's the extent of Sinbad's fucking... Comedy. Uh, yeah, comedy. All the way. In 1996, making a Rodney King joke. Dynamite stuff Sinbad. Really or groundbreaking. he's getting trampled on yeah. Christmas Eve like it's a Black Friday. So. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Let's get back to Name That Missile Ho. We got one more? Uh, we have three more. Oh, shit. Well, a lot of hoes. All right. A lot of hoes. All right, Christian. Name that missile hoe. Joe V. Joe V. Joe V. Hmm. Hint me up, please. I like you, but you're crazy. What? That's not even the right movie. Uh, it's <laughs> star. But, but, that's, but that's not even the right movie. What do you mean? What do you mean? You gotta do Santa? Santa's coming? Once it hits your lips, it tastes so good. Syrup? I'll just do other Will Ferrell quotes from other movies. Okay. No, oh, you're just gonna my drop God. Are you How fucking but you know what? I don't. Th- I don't know why I wouldn't have gotten Joe V. But I don't yes. know the character's name. Like other, like like. So it's Elf, obviously. But <laughs> I, 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 I just suck at characters' names. I'll just tell you Santa that right now. Sucks at like being ambiguous. I love the hints. I, I didn't get that one either. But uh, I'm his phone a friend. I'll, you know, I'm You're, Team Canada. Okay. Let's go. You're Team Mr. Luch. Woo! Free healthcare. Let's do it. All right. Here's an easy one for you. I was going to start with this one, but this bitch is probably the biggest missile hoe on the list, in my opinion. And we'll get into that later. But Martha May. Oh. Martha May. Hmm. Biggest bitch. Biggest missile hoe. Our biggest missile hoe. Yes. Uh. Is she from the movie we're talking about tonight? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> and I will explain that all later. <laughs> wow, he's killing it. He is. No help on that one either. No. What? Well, I did say we're going to talk about it later, so That's that, true, that was true. kind of help. I don't think he's going to get this next one. No? No. But, but don't like, say anything yet. No uh, clues. You were about to. I can I, see I it. already know what my clue is. I know. Because okay. I gave it to you earlier. You didn't give me shit. You're a liar and a fraud. You ain't giving me Massage. Yeah, massage early. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Christian. <laughs> name this last missile hoe. Angela. Angela? <laughs> See, I don't think she's a hoe. She's definitely a hoe. What do you mean? She didn't a even know hoe. what kind of car her fiance drove. That's a clue. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh. He goes, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I know. Well, that was a good little hint, but now I'm I'm just I'm still drawing up Angela. Why is it that you hear Angela and I obviously think was it a Christmas sleepaway camp? Imagine they did that. Like it just came out. Let's put it this way: you're you're on the right track. What do you mean? In terms of uh, Christmas horror. Yes. Is that your clue? No. Uh, okay. Well, give me give me the official clue then, please. The official fucking clue is boobs. And it's a Canadian film. Boobs, Canada, boobs. Boobs, Canada, boobs. And then more boobs. Uh, not my teenage life. Um, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> but it was teenage life just on paper. Uh, the... I mean... Canadian Christmas horror, the the one obviously that I think of is Black Christmas, but I don't remember boobs in Black Christmas, so just hmm. Well, you, you never see these boobs, but you almost don't have to because they're just there. Are they nipply? Yes. <laughs> Marry the counter girl. It's not her. I think it's better. What do you mean, you yeah. little fucking perv? <laughs> <laughs> He's ruined Christmas, Christian. Christmas is canceled. Your Christmas. Oh, no, 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 no. I, but I gotta get it. I got. I guess I have to. Uh, Are you googling over there? No, I can't. What is this? this He's is like, like I don't even have the internet. <laughs> All right, I'll give you one more clue. Okay, since this is the last missile hoe, and you've gotten them all she's right up until hoe. now. Yeah, she is. Sort, if you can sort. see her fucking nipples, she's a goddamn hoe. That's, uh, yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. Uh, are they pancake nipples? Like, uh, um, besides the point. Are they pepperoni nipples? <laughs> they're kind of, uh, I don't know. Or are they like... Tell. They're just nice and wet, and just like... You're a sick fuck. I gotta stop, Christian. I'm gonna stop here. You should see the look I'm giving. I can't, him right I can't now. give you any more clues. You're on your own, Christian. No, I got a clue for him. I'm, I'm gonna be spending the night on the couch tonight. Blue Christian. Christmas by Elvis. Oh yeah. Hmm. That's a good. You're giving me some damn good hints, but why am I not getting? It's a Christmas horror. Blue Canada. Christmas, Canada. And I, I was about to jump onto Black Christmas, but then you almost like stopped me dead in my tracks. So uh, you won't. Yeah. So then uh, I'm. Why am I not thinking of moist nipples? Like what? What the hell? I am thinking of moist nipples. I just can't picture them. On, the you know. majority of the film takes place on Christmas Eve. Yep. <sighs> <Pizza. laughs> yeah. Yes! Woo! We did it. Get it. Seven out of seven. Yeah. 
is one of my favorite fucking Christmas movies ever. Six out of six. Woo! A little bit of help, but I'll take it. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. Did you like that? I got to be. That was a fantastic segment. I got to be honest. I've watched that film, I think, three times, and I didn't even know it was Canadian. And I always. Shut up. Well, because, all right, so I was thinking of, uh, you know, because I'm trying to do different segments for everybody, right? So yeah. I was thinking, name that, or Christmas in Canada movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking up Canadian Christmas films, <laughs> and that's how I found out it was Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, like, the only one I knew. <laughs> one of my favorite Christmas movies, though. I love that movie. It's good for Look, man, I just watched, uh, I already watched Better Watch Out. I started, like, out of the gate. Watch Better Watch Out already. I've watched Rare Exports. Uh, so I'm off, I'm, I'm already off and running. I mean, that's two, I know, but it's it's December. <laughs> well, no, I, oh, probably on the third day. I, I think when you were talking about, um, you know, giving movies a second chance or whatever, I might do that with Rare Exports because I did not enjoy it. I've never seen it, it, so please no spoilers. The ending is fantastic, that that moment, obviously. But, um, well, now you're making me want to watch it. Yeah, it's epic. We have to watch it. I, can't, I, I was like... Because Lacey hasn't seen it, but I showed my kids not knowing oh. what they're going to expect, and when you see the movie, you'll be like, but it, it's uh, man, it's on. It's on Canadian Shutter, so I'm assuming it's on American Shutter. It's on Hulu. Oh, it's okay. on Hulu. Right on. So, how old are your kids, Christian? I've got well, the one that didn't watch it with us. She's the oldest. She's 17. I got a, a 17. What do you mean you have a 17 year old? I have a 17 year old daughter, a 15 year old daughter, and a nine year old son. Oh wow! Does wow. it? And you said I think you said your son doesn't like horror, right? No, no, he so loves. My middle, my middle daughter and my youngest love horror. Uh, my, okay. My oldest is a different. She loves the, she loved the new It movies because she said okay. I love these. They're character driven. I and there's so much to to absorb and there's so many characters. So she loved that aspect of it. Ooh. But if I throw on like you know, uh, you know Friday the Thirteenth, she's watched them and she's right. like, ah, oh, they're okay. Yeah. But there's right. just not enough substance there for her. So I'm like, I can't falter for it but I disowned her. <laughs> and I just have to say, Christian, uh, that video you made for around Halloween time with your family. Oh, that was yeah, fucking man. amazing and epic. That I was loved great, it, dude. Thanks, man. We, we try to do it every year. I'll, I'll toot it for a second. Cause we took like two years off. We did it from 2011 from the, the year my son was born. He was a baby in the first one. And then we did oh. one every year. 2017 was our last. And in 2018 and 2019, we're just too busy. The kids schedules are crazy. My work schedule was crazy. We couldn't do it. And I just said, fuck. Cause we left it on a cliffhanger. So I said, we got to do right. something. And to be honest, we filmed it on Canada day, July 1st. Most of it. All the shit in the theater because the theaters were locked down. Nothing was oh, wow. open. Uh, my wife asked if we could come in to help with their skip the dishes stuff. So yeah. she said, they said, skip sure. The dishes. We went in and my son and I were just like, we're kind of bored. So I just said, ah, let's just film some stuff and I'll try to make a movie out of it. <laughs> nice. No, so that's sorry. I just got really excited because I know what skip the dishes is. What is it? Well, oh. I watch Big Brother Canada. Is that yes? Oh yeah, Christian, we're big fans oh. of Big Brother Canada. So much better than the American version. It really it's is. ridiculous. I can't even watch the American one anymore. It's That's all about weird. Big Brother Canada. 
I didn't even know Skip the Kisses was in the thing in the States. I just mm-hmm. took it for granted that it was in the States as well. It's like Uber I mean, Eats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. we, we use DoorDash more than anything. But right. yeah, it, it's funny that they advertise Skip the Dishes all the time on uh, Big Brother Canada. That's hilarious. Like, obviously, and they don't do that at all. Like any any advertisements like that Here. on the U.S. one. Not like They all. get like nothing. This Sucks. fucking Big Brother Canada has their own Wendy's. Yeah, they get Wendy's every time they they, <laughs> they, they win, win a competition. <laughs> That's awesome. I just want to live in the Big Brother house for like the rest. Have of you my ever life. watched it? Yeah, you know, funny enough, like I watched. I remember watching the first season of Big Brother, the American version, yeah. and so I watched the first few seasons of that, and I didn't mind it. That was back when I think reality TV was still kind of fresh. And you know, there's a lot of hate right. for it still, but it right. was at least fresh. Then it kind of got a little bit. You know, it wore it's woken pretty fast for me. Uh, my kids got into it a little bit when they were a little bit younger. My my wife and my daughters kind of watched the American one. They watched the first season of the Canadian one, and it was okay, they thought, but then they just fell out of it. So we haven't really watched the Canadian or American Big Brother for oh, years now. Like it's so much better, the Canadian versions, like because they actually play the fucking game. Like America, uh, like. It's all just like one sided, like, and it, they're just there for like a summer vacation. It feels like they're not like really scheming or anything. And that's all Big Brother Canada is is just straight scheming mm-hmm. and plotting. Right. And I love it's crazy it. Crazy when you can actually remember fucking contestants from the, like, I remember Evil Dick or Evil, evil Dick. Yeah. Yes, I follow him. He has a podcast. <laughs> it's uh, Dick at Night. Oh my God. Dick at Night. It, oh, it's Brent, amazing. It's he like, Yes, <laughs> he he will do. Uh, well, he Dick at Night is uh, he covers like uh, Survivor and Big Brother when they're on. Right. Um. So the day after, he'll release an episode and he'll like break down like their gameplay and everything, and it's great. I love it. Which, if you know uh, Mark Nato from the Horrorcast, his sister was on Survivor. Yeah, she was. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we might just abandon Shark? horror podcasting altogether and just start doing reality TV podcasts. Nobody would listen to us. <laughs> I don't I just, care. Let's just do it. <laughs> we love reality TV. For we really sure. do. It's Dan ridiculous. will watch Real Housewives with me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I never watched a show, an episode of that. That I can admit. Remember, there was that short-lived horror reality show. It was horrible. I think Sam Raimi executive produced it, or or probably had his name attached to it, but it just wasn't all that great. Was it? Where they were at summer camp? I f- was Felissa Rose on it? I need to know the name of the show. Like uh, <laughs> they redid, they did another one or... this past year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like at summer camp. They, uh, yeah, right. And like, yes. Each episode, yeah. somebody got killed off. But that one was without one so got weird. Okay, the thing with uh, reality TV is people try and narrate too much of their reality shows these days. And that one, like, it was literally mixed with, like, you know, clearly choreographed things going on and cinematic uh, shots of these things. And I'm just like, the fuck this is, is going on? Fuck. Yeah, like, it's just not the same thing. It's not so, reality. That one failed. But, yeah, that one we were excited for for a short period of time just maybe, because it was horror-related. Maybe you know? that's what we should do. We should create a horror reality show because I think we could do it and we could do it right. I'm down. Nobody watches more reality TV than me. True. My wife was on uh, a reality television show that was what? short-lived. There's only one season in Canada. It's called No Opportunity Wasted. But they well, did what? they did No Opportunity Wasted around the world. They did it in different things. And the main host was like the dude from The Amazing Race, that Australian dude. 
Uh, now, <laughs> oh, she didn't, she yeah? didn't meet that guy. He just right. narrated it. Like he probably came in for a day and narrated the thing. Uh, and then there Bill was Bill Kogan or whatever his name is. Yeah, I think I, I, that sounds that Bill sounds right. But, so her fear in a nutshell was that she was afraid to drive. Like I met her. We, we lived in Toronto at the time. She had lived in Toronto for since 16. So she never got her license, never thought to. And then we meet where we get engaged. We're going to get married. We moved to the suburbs, back to the suburbs. And she's like, shit, I'm going to, I guess need to drive. Um, we, we even started leasing a car for her to try to, so I had a car and we leased one for her to get her motivated to do it. And, it was almost a year before she, so she went on the show. She went on the show and uh, conquered her fear of driving, and and it and it, everything's true. Like she did these courses in it, but where I'm going with that, I'll get, I'll get to it. And she got her license like the week after. No, no word of a lie. But getting to the show, to she would say something. They're like, you know what? We didn't get that. Can you mind repeating it? So she said, it's really shocking. So you will say stuff, but then for for film for cinematic, uh, you know. Um, purposes, they'll get you to repeat it. So, you know, quote unquote scripted. Essentially, right. they liked what you said, so they want you to repeat it for for the cameras to make sure that they got it the way they want it. That's so, just, crazy. So, did yeah. it air? Oh, it aired. Yeah, we had we had uh, a couple friends over uh, <laughs> for like a little barbecue. Watched it that night, and uh, and that was it. It was the. I don't remember what episode it was. I think it was the season finale or something like that. But it was oh, it was really awesome. cool. It was, was really cool. Pleased with the way it came out. Oh yeah, yeah, it was good. And uh, like I filmed a little segment like afterwards when she went to get her license. She just said, "I'm going. I'm going on Tuesday." Went on <laughs> Tuesday, got her license, and she came in. She said, "I got my license." The girls were really young at the time. We didn't have our son at the time, and they just start cheering. This is like back in 2007. Uh, they just start cheering. <laughs> And they put that little segment on the show as a little capper. And that was it. That's and awesome. That's our little uh, dance with reality TV. That and Pornhub. <laughs> that's a whole <laughs> different story. <laughs> was the movie Sex Tape with Cameron Diaz and Jason Segal based on your life? Yes. How did you know? <laughs> well, I mean, you said, you know, like I can just picture you trying to track down the tape to get it removed. <laughs> I think that was like one of her last movies, actually, Cameron Diaz. Uh, I think Annie was her last one, but like her last major one that people probably actually watched was, I think, Sex Tape. Oh, my gosh. I I remember Bad Teacher. Uh, I, we, we just watched that recently, and like we literally laughed the entire time. Bad it's Teacher is funny. hilarious. Yeah. Like, when, a lot better than I expected it to be. Justin Timberlake is by far like the standout comedy that you didn't expect in my opinion because he's like i love the way your jeans feel on my jeans and then the way his face looks when he comes he's like <laughs> i shockingly connect or at least yeah. deliver incredibly like i i he was in i think alpha dog alpha was dog. yeah he was okay in that but he was much better in uh in in uh, bad teacher and i thought i remember him Oh, he was also in Social Network, right? Dude, he's a, he's in Social Network, and he's in one of my favorite, co- my favorite, uh, Llewellyn co- Davis. Yes, is that the name inside Llewellyn Davis? Llewellyn, Llewellyn, yeah. That's a tongue twister. That's not the Coen Brothers, is it? I, I, it is. It it's is one Coen. of my favorite Coen Brothers movie ever. I'm just like getting into the Coen Brothers. Really, we just watched Fargo. Yeah, loved it. Um, and then season one I, of the TV show. I just finished season one of oh, Fargo. Have you seen it, so Christian? Good. 
I haven't, and I heard it's amazing. Chris Rock's in that, is he not? Uh, he's in season four. That's season four. Uh, season one Shit. is Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Bad Santa himself. Yeah, we got Billy Bob. We got Colin Hanks. Uh, who else is in season one? Oh, uh, you know, Key and uh, Peel. Sal himself. Uh, for Better Call Saul. Um, what's his Bob Odenkirk? Yep. Uh, Key and Peel. Key and Peel is in it. Like, it's one of the most amazing shows it's ever. It's crazy. It's it's got the dude from Always Sunny in it too. That's just season one. Dennis. Like, all the seasons are different, but that's one of the shows where it takes kind of the Coen Brothers feel, and it's clearly not that. Like, you know, it's not. I think the they Coen... produced it. Though. They produced it yeah. for sure, but they produce a lot of things. Um, but it does have the same feel as the movie. Absolutely. Just watch the first episode and you will be hooked. Oh, dude, yeah. Bilbo Baggins, uh, he goes yeah. off. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, is, check that one if out. I, if I watch it with my wife, she'll – if I I can only watch so many shows and she'll just binge them right. all. Like her That's favorite right. show is uh, The Marvelous Miss Mabel, I think. Miss, is that, I haven't seen that one. She loved it, yep. and she can't wait for the next season to come out. Like that was her newest favorite. Uh, but she watches everything, like anything that seems to be trending. Um, she's either watched <laughs> out of the gate, or or uh, so it's it's almost impossible. For, That's awesome. Isn't, only, it, isn't it cool though, to have somebody that is into that though? Yeah, like that uh, you're with somebody that loves like you know entertainment. What? That's silly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what we we met because uh, we both had a love for movies. Uh, I don't think she realized my love for horror movies was as geekish as it was, but right. But I love all genres. Like, I mean, I love everything. Right. Uh, I just happen to, you know, of course, most of my time. I, I think, as we all do, a lot of it is geared into the <laughs> horror realm or horror genre. I mean, I I try to watch all that action this movie. I, I caught up in all my childhood favorites and. All the movies I, I love growing up with, and I, I got through a majority of them this year. That was a good chunk of the you know, 499 that I'm at. Yes. So. You, you didn't want to make number 500 the Grinch, did you? You were like, <laughs> these fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I God forgot what 500 was for me. Yeah, I don't know. I remember it was like a big thing, though, but I don't remember what it is at this point in time. The question that I have for you, Christian, is uh, obviously like this is a Christmas, 12 days of Christmas. Um, episode, but um, speaking in general, uh, Christmas movie terms, do you watch like just strictly like horror Christmas films, or you have kids, so like obviously you watch kids Christmas? He just said he watches. Do you watch? Everything. Do you watch like the Hallmark? Whoa, no, whoa, I, I don't whoa, do the Hallmark. Whoa, whoa. Does, that, but, does that draw the line? No, it's just I don't I don't like them. I don't, I find them too schmaltzy and and forced. <laughs> so like, here, so here's the reality of our house. I don't. I know it's the whole point, but here's the reality of our house. This this year, in particular, maybe because well, not maybe it is because of COVID. There are Christmas movies played at our house like uh, November fifteenth. We kids have already we've already watched Christmas Vacation. We've already oh, yeah. watched Elf. I think once uh, the Home Alone one, one, Home Alone one, and I think two were already played. And of course, what you I, did not get a clue for Jovi. <laughs> that missile hoe Buzz's girlfriend what? <laughs> as well that's the problem we didn't watch Jingle All The Way <laughs> but I don't watch so to answer your question I don't watch the Hallmark ones no I mean Christmas with the Cranks is probably as, as far as I'll go <laughs> right now hey do you consider Batman Returns a Christmas movie 
Uh, no, I don't, but I will be the one that says Lethal Weapon uh, 1 and, and 2 and, and Die Hard 1 and 2 are Christmas films. Gremlins, obviously. Oh, one of your segments was Obos named that Christmas villain. Yeah, that would Because been we're fun. doing the Grinch and obviously... Oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert if you haven't looked at the What do you art. mean? They know what the fuck they're listening <laughs> to, baby. <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing that like every episode. If you didn't already know. If you've lived <laughs> under a rock. I've said that like every if episode. If you're too stupid to read the title. <laughs> Stop it. I, I, I have said that. I know. I've said that on every episode. We I'm sorry, have. listeners. I love you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. But no, we are covering... The uh, Ron Howard directed Jim Carrey Live starring adaptation of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You're a mean one, Mr. Mr. Looch. <laughs> you really Everybody. are an eel. Now, Kristen, did you grow up with uh, with the classic cartoon? You know, was this one of your go tos? Yeah, I mean, I I I loved it. Same with Charlie Brown. I mean, they're the ones we watched every year, of course. So. Uh, I always i I had the book uh, growing up. We have the book now, um, yep. and the cartoon was probably played numerous times leading up to Christmas. It just was a favorite. So when we heard they were going to make it, when I heard they were going to make a live action uh, film, I was already I just met my wife. I was mm-hmm. like just met her earlier in the year. And I was like, I can't believe it. You know, Jim Carrey, that's awesome. Like, this this sounds like it's going to be great. And, mm-hmm. and like, I, I don't, maybe because I'm, like, I am, I know I'm older than you guys a bit, but I don't know if it's just that when it follows the script, when it follows the cartoon, and when it follows the book and everything I love about the book, the movie works. I think it's great. Right. But it goes off in the middle there for about a half an hour. And it's just very messy and loud and, and I, and I'm not on board with with it. I just find it kind of annoying. But I totally agree with that statement. I totally disagree. In uh, the middle, the middle, the middle is kind of crazy. But yeah, we'll get into that shortly. I'm guys. sorry, I know I'm Let jumping me... the gun, like I said. But yeah, <laughs> he's got a lot to say. Don't be sorry, but okay. just say sorry because I could listen yeah. to that all night. In a boot. <laughs> sorry, so sorry. No, guys, uh, this is actually uh, the Gr- How the Grinch Stole Christmas actually turned 20 this year. Yeah, that is insane. So, now, this the movie, anniversary. That, that's so weird how time works. It does not feel like this movie is 20 years old. No. Especially watching it today, it feels like it just came out a couple years ago. Absolutely. And and here's the thing, too, Kristen. You said, you know, in anticipation, you were excited for it initially. I think that, um, you know... I grew up with the with the cartoon as well, and I think it's a classic. It's great, you know. But the live adaptation, I I didn't rush out to see. Um, it was one of those where I don't think my my movie watching was was really that cultivated at that point. Like I know I knew what I liked, but I wouldn't actually go out of my you way. You were fifteen when this movie came out. Yeah, isn't that crazy? The year that you met your wife, Christian, I was a sophomore in high school. And I Holy was in shit. junior high. Isn't that weird? Yeah, right? Isn't that crazy? I was a sixth grader. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Lacey <laughs> was uh yeah, exactly. With her uh Grinch backpack. No, I didn't and that's, have a Grinch that was in high school. Not true. No, and and, it, and it's funny because I remember it, yeah. and I said we, it was the year yeah. we met. And that's how I remember it. But when we were when you told me we were doing this movie, and I went back to check when it was released yeah. because my daughter had asked, I said 
oh, I believe it was, and I thought it was the year we got married, so I thought it was going a few years later. And then I'm like, holy shit, it's 2000. I'm like, it's right. 20 years old. And like you said, I'm like, I can't believe that. I mean, I know that yeah. we're, we're talking, it's seven, like I, th I thought the difference was only like, you know, two, three years difference from when it actually was, but it's shocking that you freeze the time frame in your head. And you're like, oh, that must have come out like 2010 or something like that. Like, you're yeah. not really thinking. You're like, holy crap. That was a and, long time ago. And, and also, too, depending on your age bracket that you fall in, it's crazy. I saw a girl on Facebook. I believe it was earlier this year. And somebody was referring to uh, the new one with Benedict Cumberbatch. And she was just like, you can't, you can't remake a classic and she was referring to the Chip Carey version. <laughs> I know. Like, you dumb asshole. <laughs> I remember that. You remember that? Yeah, you went and talked to her. You were like, I think you posted the link to the original. I just, I, I think it's hilarious. People, people don't even fucking realize. And that's the thing, like, with a live, with a live action adaptation, I feel like there are so many times along the way that you could that you could drop the jingle ball, so to speak. And I feel like th this movie didn't exactly nail it, like, on the head, but I think that they did a pretty damn good job with the source material anyways. Yeah. Oh, for, uh, for sure. And, like, when we, when we break it on down, it, it, it's shockingly smaller, the part that I find messy, than I r originally thought. And, I, and really because it's in that middle chunk, I kind of grouped it as a memory of, oh, I don't like that movie. It's loud, obnoxious, and it's just not for me, even though I'm loud and obnoxious. The movie itself, like, I didn't like, I, I, that's how I remembered the movie. And mm -hmm. and it's not just because of Jim Carrey, because I think Jim Carrey does a great job, even though, really, he just overacts every line. Like, oh, at the end of the day, it. that's... It works. It works for the character. And right. I remember, I think they were tooting the, uh, the whole, like he had to get like uh torture, like torture training or something from like the CIA had to come in. I think that was leaked as a way to sell the movie almost and the makeup. And I knew the makeup was by the main guy was Rick Baker, who of course, yes, I loved. so I was like, oh I was, uh, I was on board from the makeup standpoint, right. more or less. And so that's where my, my, sort of want of wanting to see that movie was because I still hadn't given up on horror as a lot, a lot of people said that, you know, you talk to a lot of people, there are some people that are on board with nineties horror and some people right. that are not, I never gave up on it. So when 2000 right. hit, you know, we had American psycho final destination. I was there in the theater watching them all. I'm like, Oh my God, the gore is back. Suddenly yes. somehow the gore is back in these movies yes. that had been censored for so long. And yeah. I was enjoying them. But like I said, I'd go see everything. And, and this was just another one that was on, on the list to see. And yeah, I was disappointed. And then I revisited it when I had kids. Like I didn't watch it since right. that initial time until we had kids. Take away the kids part. We basically have like the same story with this movie. Because like I said, I didn't rush to go see it uh, when it first came out. But I did see it. And you know what? I thought it was pretty good. I thought that Jim Carrey was was awesome in it because, you know, I've always been a big fan of his. He's so stupid. Like, you see a lot of Ace Ventura in his performance. You see a lot of, like, you know, his, the rhythm. Cable moves. guy. Yeah, he even does the Ace Ventura when he gets the arrows in his legs and he goes, huh? 
ah! He even does like a little version of that in this movie, and I think it was brilliant. But the movie as a whole, I mean, let's 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 talk about one of the main things. That fucking makeup is creepy as shit on all the people. Well, all the who's of Whoville are creepy well, as fuck. I actually want to read uh, the synopsis. Uh, one of the synopsis is on IMDb. <laughs> Because they're fucking hilarious. I tried to cut to the chase. And, well, once you hear this, you'll understand why I'm cutting you off right okay. now. Okay, <laughs> right, Cut off the chase. Because I've never read... Cut off the chase. I have, Just go. I have never read uh, a description quite like this, mm. especially describing how the Grinch stole Christmas. Now, we had two solid synopsises uh, in terms of movies, because a lot of the times we get shit ones. So you're saying this is going to break the streak of two solid ones. Oh, no. It's oh, 100% is... accurate. Yeah? But the way okay. that it's worded, is go, like, all right, go, I'm all right, ready. All right, <clears throat> let me get my narrative voice on. Okay. Inside a snowflake exists a magical land of Whoville, wherein Ooh. live the Who's, an almost mutated, sort of munchkin-like people who all love Christmas. This is hot. Just outside of their beloved town lives the Grinch, a nasty creature that hates Christmas and plans to steal it from the Who's, which he equally abhors. Little Cindy Lou Who decides to befriend the Grinch. Oh. Did you like that? I love that. Like, about to hit pause nice, on that. Nice <laughs> right? Thank you. But I think the funny part was an almost mutated. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you said. I was like, I can't tell. If it, it says an almost mutated sort of munchkin-like people who all love Christmas. Oh, my God. Like, why is this not a horror movie? Okay. Here's what. Uh, it's, well well, it's funny that you. No, one of the things, though, is I had asked you when we were watching this. I'm like, hey, you see Cat in the Hat? Now, that's a fucking disturbing movie. Mike Myers in that movie is straight creepy. Like, I'm a huge Mike Myers fan. But, like, damn, that movie is fucked up, like, in so many different ways. So, compared to that... It's actually pretty fucking subtle. You know, you're talking Dr. Seuss. The only director that comes to mind when you say something like Dr. Seuss is who? Like a Tim Burton, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what comes to mind. So, I'll be honest with you. I think that it could have been a lot weirder if you didn't put it in Opie Cunningham's hands. <laughs> like, I think that he's like... He's like such Opie? a Opie, yeah. Who's Opie? Opie, what do you mean? Happy days. Who's Opie? Richie Cunningham. Yeah, but why are you saying Opie? Sunday, His name's Monday, fucking happy Opie. Days. His Tuesday, name is Richie. Wednesday, happy days. Saturday. That's a little much. What a day. Where does Opie come from? These days are. I love how you're not answering the question. Say what? These happy days. Opie, he's red. What do you mean? His name is Richie. His name is Opie. His name is Richie. On the Andy Griffith show, Opie. Uh, okay, I thought you were talking about Happy Days. Sunday, Mon. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, but okay. I think he's such a competent director, and and he's so good at 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 adapting uh, Dr. Seuss's world that I feel like he actually doesn't get enough credit. You know, Burton gets all the accolades for being weird. Like, I made Edward Scissorhands. Like, and he is. He's a fucking genius. I get it. But he's also had a lot of fucking shit movies. And I feel like this movie, 
is really solid. I feel like you have to stay on a track. You have to you have to have a very clear vision because everything that's going on, the way everybody looks, it's strange. We're not in this world, you know? We're not in fucking Mordor either, but we're not like, you know. Well, let's talk set design. Yeah, let's do that. Christian, what did you think? Did do you feel like they transformed Whoville perfectly or did you feel like it missed a beat? I got mixed feelings on this. I love the Grinch's lair. I love the the look that Grinch's they give lair. when he's like when he's on the mountain and everything. And Whoville, I mean, it's a live action adaptation. Like it it does look like they brought the book to or the the, the cartoon or whatever the book to life. But the reality is something seems like I feel like they missed a beat or it's too congested and you're not able to appreciate it as much, but everything's yeah. there. All the beats are there. So I think maybe I'm just being a little bit nitpicky, but something doesn't. And I think it's because that's the part of the movie. I, I like the least is when they're in that downtown sort of city square. If Who you will. Will. Right. Yeah. It is busy. I know what you mean though. It's not like laid back with a Whoville where everybody's happy. It's very like kind of um, metro-ish in a way as far as like as, as much as a Who village could be. But um, I feel like, yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're talking about. It almost needed a more laid back tone. No, I actually really liked it, you guys. It, it feels very Christmassy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. It felt like the cartoon in an aspect. I like it too. I just, I see what Kristen is saying. Yeah, and I, I'm not against the, I mean, obviously they, it's a Christmas movie. There's snow all over the place. I think I read that they crushed <laughs> like a shitload of marble. to make that fake snow. <laughs> on the I, mean, yeah. I, I, I think that was one of the trivia things. It's, it's crazy. Right. So what, what the effort that went into it cannot be denied like i mean that that's great everybody was doing the thing but something didn't translate well to the final film for me and again it it just added to that kind of chaotic feeling that maybe i think that's what they were going for but it didn't work for me it like the camera's moving there's cars beeping and there's little mini midget who's or little people who's (laughs) i i don't know what to say (laughs) and then and then then there's regular size who's and they all got the crazy face just imagine being an actor in this movie, it seems right. like it's going to be fun. That would have been nightmarish, man. Because I don't right. even know how they breathed other than through their mouth constantly. Because their nose would have been totally fun. Well, except for let me, let me ask you a question, Christian. What would you do differently? Like, like how differently of an approach would you take if you had, if you were to change it? Huh. I, I, I mean, it's a very good question, and, and again, I guess I would just space it out a little bit more i think that is it almost looked like you're watching a broadway play and it took place in a small space and so everything was just so bunched together and i think i would have let it breathe a little bit more and uh and and just hide everything sort of like i guess just be more vast as opposed to just condensed into this one little area because it comes across as sets it looks like we're just looking at sets as opposed to a world Absolutely. Well, see, for me, the sets worked. However, the makeup, it kind of made, <laughs> for me, it kind of made the Who's look like just assholes. Like, these are supposed to be the people that, like, embody Christmas and, like, they're, right. you know, I mean, you don't get to the moral of the story till the end of the film, obviously. But these characters with their, like, little pug noses, they look stuck up as shit. It was like that shit. Twilight Zone episode where he takes the mask off and it's the pig face, dude. 
I, that's not where I was going with like that at that. all. <laughs> but I mean, that's the Who's look like straight up assholes. Like, especially like when they're, you know, buying all those gifts and just throwing money at the register. And right. it's just so ridiculous. And everybody thinks Christmas is about gifts and whatnot. Right. But they seriously look like straight up assholes. Like, I do not blame the Grinch for one fucking second for not wanting to be around these people. Right. Completely. And I, I also think, too, that, um, you know, while talking about these people in relation to the Grinch, I don't think that they made the Grinch too much of a bad guy to begin with in this movie. So you're right. Like, I feel like everything is kind of justified. What do you mean they didn't make him too much of a bad guy? They didn't. He they... lit up a fucking Christmas tree. Eh, I mean, listen, he did it. he did it in a fun way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might be so, he, but but then he, but they had a backup anyways. They did have a backup. He didn't give a fuck. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They okay. The thing I have about these movies is they can be mean. We talked about this about Billy Bob and Bad Santa. Like, be as ruthless as you want, but if the movie's like mean spirited, then that's where you lose me. You know, and I never felt like for a second that the Grinch wasn't redeemable and, and that he, he was even that much of a bad guy. Like, I get it. and But, like, also, too, one of the main things which we're obviously going to get into is the backstory that they provide for the Grinch in this. Holy fuck, do you completely fucking side with him? Like, I get it. But I feel like we're all supposed to feel exactly the way he feels and then be along with him for his arc. Now, I don't think that was necessarily, um, you know, even in the cartoon kind of spelled out like it is in this movie. You don't get any backstory in the cartoon. No, Barely. no, that was all added. That was added to, I think, bring up the the uh, the whole love interest and everything else and to expand right. the movie into like a feature like movie. Um, right. I, I and and I, I again you know why they do it from a storytelling sort of theatrical standpoint or, or cinematic standpoint, but it's not. Ne I don't know if it was necessary per se, but I mean, uh, again, it it works and and you, you it gives a little bit more meat on on the bone, I guess. But well, I will also say this though. When I say that, I'm not even talking about the love story, really. It's that beard scene. <laughs> yeah, but let's actually, let's actually get it's into, let's scene. get into, you know, Timmy You're fell down the well again from Passions, who plays. That is from <laughs> I Have you, you heard that, have passions. you heard that catchphrase from that uh, passion soap opera from back in the day? Timmy fell down the well again. Like the little the little Grinch is played by that character. For those that didn't know, for the eight year old Grinch, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, who passed away uh, two years after this movie was made. So rest in peace. Yeah, um, he had um, you know a, a growing disorder, and he passed away at the age of twenty. So he was eighteen when he filmed this movie. Yes, playing uh, baby Grinch. Oh my um, god! I thought he was that Vern guy. No, Vern. No, Vern Vern Troyer Vern is Troyer in, this, is in film, this movie, yeah. Who was also in uh, Jingle All the Way. Yes, before he was like Vern Troyer, mini me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How horrible is it that I just assumed it was him? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, they all look the same. Well, no, to be fair, Christian's not getting a Lollipop Guild Award anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dropping well, Bad Santa is, two this, lines. This is literally the third film that we've talked about midgets. Kathy Bates is fucking incredible. <laughs> like, add her to any movie and it's just fucking fantastic. She's a, I, I think 
if you ask my wife, one of her favorite actresses, Kathy Bates, has yes. always sort of popped up as one of her favorites. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm right, I'm right there with her. I don't really think of it until you really right. dissect everything she's been in. You're like, holy shit, great, she's fantastic. Uh, back to the backstory of the film. Yeah, uh, that added in not from the original, obviously. So, obviously, there are misconceptions of how they explain to their children how babies are made and delivered. Yes, that was hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they just float from the sky. It was much like hey, a our baby's here. Right. <laughs> like, and somehow the poor little Grinch gets caught in a tree. <laughs> and so... It's that uh, simple And sometimes. he gets he gets taken in by, like, two older women. Yeah. And uh, he grows up a little bit, and he goes to school, and he looks different than everybody because obviously he's green, right? And uh, the little fat fuck. Why are why are all the bullies in all these like films all little fat fucks? Is that supposed to be the the dude growing? That's up Jeffrey too? Tambor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Makes sense because and, they can't. They got to make a not like. There's got to be something. I was gonna say wrong with the kid, which is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. It, but yeah, it just adds to his assholiness. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, and and I love that scene though. And like I said, like, oh yeah, it coincides with the relationship with the girl, obviously. But at the same time, like how that whole thing plays out, it's kind of silly and and contrived, anyways. So I more look at his acceptance being of you know, people in general, of the whole town, of being ridiculed by the whole town. Because everybody laughed at him, you know, the first time and when it happens again later. All right, so let's just break this down. The Who's are assholes. I'm Shit. telling you. Damn. The reason the Grinch Dicks. decided to hate on Christmas and hate everybody in Whoville is all because to him. <laughs> little Jeffrey Tambar said... You're eight years old and you have, have a, a beard. beard. <laughs> and so he decided to go <laughs> shave it off. And when he comes back, like he's trying to like hide it or whatever. Yeah. And, <laughs> and instead, like they they make him take away, you know, whatever he's hiding it with. And they just look at him and it's got like little patches from where he cut himself shaving. <laughs> this is what made him hate everybody. Right. This, this was this was their main course change of story to I provide get it, context. No, I get it. And all this it was you got some kind of hack job there. Or what, what was the line? <laughs> yeah, something like That's that. That's a bad hack job you got there. And <laughs> that is where the Grinch decided to go away and never come back because he uh Lived with two old broads that didn't tell him how to shave. It's a uh, anti-bullying movie. But the funniest part, my daughter put it as it was. He says you're an eight-year-old with a beard. That's the only place on his damn body he had right. absolutely no hair. <laughs> <laughs> he had no yeah, beard. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. That does it. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. <laughs> like they but as well they should have given him like some sort of ZZ top beard or something like that. Right. Something. Like, right. Something rockerish. Right. Exactly. But I love no, when he grabs that like Christmas tree and just Shucks. Yes. <laughs> and then he uses that for good. That scene comes back later when he lifts the sleigh. Like he has super strength, but he uses it for good later. No, but listen, I know that like a story like this, no matter how flimsy the backstory is, it's still fucking literally 100% more than we got before. So I liked it. I, I feel like they could have fucked it up easily. 
Um, I do feel like, though, kind of intertwining his, you know, shame in public with with the love affair thing with the with, with that with that girl, Martha May. Yeah, I found that just to be a little lazy. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, that bitch was a hoe. She was a hoe for sure, as we established <laughs> earlier on the episode. Yeah, no, but I just, I, I feel like they didn't even need that because I'll be honest with you, and I hate to jump ahead here, but like when at the end. You know, they they kind of get together and she gives him back, you know, the ring and all that kind of stuff. The Grinch's reaction is like so Jim Carrey dickish. He's just like, yeah, like he's just like he a goes, complete. I got a girl. Yeah, I got a girl. he's a complete ass about it. So <laughs> that whole thing, I don't know. I feel like they could have completely removed the romantic aspect of it. But just I just didn't make it about she his. Was into him at all. Yeah, right, and that's I didn't buy it either. No, not that's what at I'm all. saying. So when she did the big twist, like at the end or whatever, that like, wasn't a twist. Right, right? <laughs> it's an M Night baby. That was a twist that the ages Howard delivered for us. Thank you. Uh, on a Merry Christmas, sauce. Yeah, you know, um, I just didn't believe their relationship at all, and um, I just so I it was a moot point um but I mean I get why he would be so embarrassed because you know he was trying to impress a girl right and then finally and they said she would never like him because he was an eight-year-old with a beard well obviously he's not eight years old anymore right you know right. but like nobody's seen him for the ages and when he does come out he's rude yeah um one thing that I would like to talk about is the casting oh this cast is fire yeah um okay so for example we have sir anthony hopkins as the narrator with hannibal lecture himself do you dream will what do you feel about that christian oh it's well i mean you just summed it up i mean you know it's his voice right away he's got that distinct voice supposedly he came in and did it all in one day again i think that's what i read in trivia boom in out done mr professional and yeah I mean, it, it's cool. You got his voice. If you're not going to get his voice, you you got to get uh, dude from, um, oh my god, Morgan Shawshank, Morgan Freeman. Oh my god, that's exactly no. what I was thinking. Oh about. guys, you're <laughs> I, both wrong. No, you're it, both wrong. There's only one answer. You have to get Pharrell. Pharrell. No, no, no. <laughs> have, have you seen the cartoon version, Christian? No, my my actually my mother brought my son to see it at the theater when it came out, and so it's, it debuts on Netflix uh, on Saturday. So he's looking forward to watching it again. Okay, we went and seen it when I went to Massachusetts before Dan moved to Iowa, and I was I was in Massachusetts at the time, and oh, uh, it made our worst of list, dude. I remember. Oh, oh you remember? Yeah. Like, we okay. Did, I, we did. We were gonna rewatch it for this episode, and we just couldn't. I think just by comparison, it. this movie would be rated higher if you see how bad that one is. Which is weird because by the guys that did like Despicable Me, Minions, right? Dude. It's, yeah. It, okay. Any. Okay. Here's the thing. The joy, the Christmas joy that you feel in movies, like I felt it during this movie. You know, it comes from a comedic place, but I still felt it in this movie. But that movie has no joy in it. It has no magic to it. It's very much like paint by numbers. This is our updated version of the Grinch. And like there are obviously slight little variations and that, that they can do with obviously animation that they can get get away with. But it was so fucking bad. And Pharrell is a narrator. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, it was me? bad. It was bad. Hannibal Lecter would eat his heart out with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. 
<laughs> I feel like you were about to rhyme like Dr. Susie. I was about to. <laughs> no, I can't see Susie. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. But any movie <laughs> right. with Clint oh. Howard, at least his brother puts his brother in a movie. And Clint yeah, Howard's yes. awesome. He's so awesome, dude. <laughs> Say it. Okay, no, I gotta Say tell you, it. I gotta tell you this funny story, Christian. So, sure. like, I get hit up like randomly from time to time because obviously, like, I'm a female podcaster, and sometimes those are far and few between, right? And I obviously write for a horror website, and so I get some guys from time to time in my inbox asking me to guest on their podcasts. Okay. And I never know if they're like legit podcasts or if <laughs> well, they're somebody yes, who's like a, <laughs> or if they're just like uh, a few podcasts in, you know, and they it's want the they want episode. they want somebody prominent that's done it before to, you know, come on for them. I'm really excited. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I mean, and I've I've guessed it on a couple of these and they've all been like horror nightmares. So I had one person like send me a message like just like about a month ago was it? I read your scream article on popcorn. That isn't that what you said to me in my inbox? <laughs> Basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in so, that voice too. You're what, welcome. So, um, I <laughs> so this guy was like, "Hey, uh, I see you like horror, and uh, I see you do horror podcasting. Would you want a guest on my show?" What's and, up, girl? And I was just like, okay, whatever. I was probably drinking that night. So <laughs> that's usually how you get me to agree to things. Like if, <laughs> hey, girl, you like the Evil Dead? No. How about and, part two? Well, not the remake. Uh, part two is the best. But anyways, um, so this kid, <laughs> I'm not gonna mention his name because, like, if he listens to this, I'll feel he'll fun. never listen. And that's the point. They want to try and like, hey, b- hey, girl, want to come on my podcast? But they're not smart enough. To fucking try and listen <laughs> to anything that you do and try and get to know you. But I was just Dumbass. like, I was just like, okay, uh, before I agree to come on your podcast, <laughs> because because I've been burned so many times by like unprofessionals and like right. I'm leading their show when I guest, and that's not what I want to do. Like I'm Can a you guest. Come on and host I mean, my show. Treat me like a motherfucking queen that I am. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, at least host your own goddamn show. Right. And. You know, I've been doing this a while, so I you should have some professionalism, and I don't want to host. So anyway, so I was like, "Can so you please?" So this was the Schroyers that you're that calling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I, was like, I was like, "So can you send me, can you send me a link to your?" Brothers? I was like, "Can you send me a link to your podcast so I can listen to it?" You know, um, make sure you're like legit podcaster. And the link that he fucking sends, he is, sends an dude. interview. He has an interview with. The one and only Clint Howard. Dude. That, that that's how this gets correlated into this episode. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. Right. So I was like, oh well, he's got an interview with somebody, so you know maybe this is you know something prominent. Right. And I'm gonna send you this later, Christian. But <laughs> just so you can have context. It, it was it was literally like that Chris Farley skit on SNL. You remember that movie that you were in? <laughs> that was great. No. Oh man, really? <laughs> it's, it's worse than that. It's worse than that. So you remember that's awesome. No, with no, thing? <laughs> no, no, baby, it's worse than that. that so, cool. so I listened to it, and I'm like thinking, like, it's gonna be like, because you know, I interview, and like, I do it a certain way or whatever. Right. So I'm thinking it's gonna be just like a straight up interview with this person, right. with Clint Howard, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I love. All right, well, 
First of all, he told Clint, hold on, I gotta do the news real quick. Well, no, no, no. He's like, hold so, on, Clint. So, so, I didn't know what this guy said. Like, He's like, we have he, new he, Batman he, news. He has a oh list. Oh my god. And Robert oh Pattinson won't he work out this Clint. week. Can you believe it, Clint? He oh goes, he goes, <laughs> should we just <laughs> clip of this? <laughs> no. <show>? No, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this guy has a list, and he, he's like, Hello, Clint. I love your comedy. You're one of the very funniest comedians that I have ever had. And That scene in Austin Powers. And Clint Howard goes, oh, thank you. He's like, you know, I, I don't really consider myself, you know, like a, a comedian. So that's really nice of you to say. He goes, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, <laughs> before we get into the interview, which will be in a few minutes, I'm going to get into the news of my podcast and uh, talk about what I watched recently. And like he like talks about like random movie. He's like, all right, I'm gonna break down my review. He was like, all right, I I just watched uh, Black Christmas 2019, and there were four hot girls, so I give it four stars. Oh my lord! If I was Clint, I'd be like, I gotta get the hell out of this. I I didn't listen past that. That wasn't the movie he used, but like he literally said he was like rating a film. Four hot girls, or one hot girl, or something. Right. Like I will send, God. I will send you a link to this. It, 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 I like could not stop laughing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey Dan, I'm a hot commodity that you know just got asked to be on a podcast. Because Dan's like always weary when somebody asks me to guess. Oh, I'm not weary. I'm like, go. I'm like, let me no. watch. You know, <laughs> the first thing, the only question I'd ask Clint if I ever was able to interview him is like, do you ever spell your name in capital letters and then just look back and look at it and go. Hey, that looks like, and I'll let everybody write it in capital letters and then sit back and look at it. Are you talking about clit? (laughs) (laughs) It's even, it's the other one that you're not allowed to say. And we'll get me kicked off the show. The other C word. Cunt? (laughs) What do you mean we use these words words daily? Richard (laughs) Richard Cuntingham. They're just just, words. When you do C-L-I-N-T in capitals. Oh, yeah, it's so cut Howard. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite well, ice cream? I think what this kid did was way worse. <laughs> to say the least. I, that story went on a little bit too long, so I apologize. I know. I love it. I love your rendition of the kid. The uh, I oh, want to hear it. You gotta I'm gonna, send it. I, I'm going to send you a link to it, I promise. <laughs> All right. Should we get back to the Grinch? Yes, let's do that. All right. So we got more characters. We got another SNL member here. Uh, Molly we, Shannon. Molly Shannon. What yes. do you think of her like as an actress? I don't like her. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Molly Shannon. I think that I can see that she's talented or whatever. There are certain people on SNL that like I just fucking like I just can't keep a straight face. She's always just been like, eh. I like her as Mary Catherine Gallagher. Not even. What do you mean? No. Come on. Sometimes she's shitty and grin on her face. Like she always looks like, eh, eh. It's like if I'm in a movie or something like that, even if it's a serious role, I always think I, I'd be like smugging for the camera or something like that. I'm I can't take it seriously. 100%. Oh, yeah. But I do like she's Get like, sometimes, sometimes when I get nervous and stick my arms in my armpits and I smell them like this. Like Come that, on. like that's never been funny to me. Even when you just did, that's never been funny. But you just looked at me and you kind of laughed. No, he didn't. At I all. didn't at all. Well, you know I didn't because that shit ain't funny. You're no, little... listen, 
I get how some people can see that. How funny. was she in this film, though? I don't know. And honestly, like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? I, I, I disliked her to begin with, and then you give her a who knows on top of it, <laughs> and it was just like, I hate this bitch. And that's what that's where it ends on Molly Shannon. For me. Who knows? All right, so then we also have the very controversial uh, Taylor Momsen, who plays uh, Cindy Lou Who. Now, why is she controversial, baby? Uh, well, um, because she smokes. <laughs> well, I, Grows up. She, she was on uh, Gossip Girl as one of the main characters, and she, was she Gossip Girl? She, uh, I'm not saying anything. You do not. You do not need to know that. He's going to watch it at some point. I'm not. You will. Never. We watched like two episodes and you were loving it. Fuck off. I did. Anyways. I love Gossip Girl. I'm sorry. I lied. XOXO. Anyway, so she was on the show and she, you know, was late to. She was basically the Jenny Garth of Jenny Garth. Or no, she was basically the Shannon Doherty of 90210. To oh, Gossip damn. So where she was just late all the time. Nobody wanted to work with her. She didn't remember her line. She was partying. She was like at the peak of like her adolescence, you know, of. Going from a girl to a, a woman, as the show was, you know, as airing. Christina Aguilera says in her song. Stop it. Or, or is that Britney? Sorry. I have not yet a girl, not yet a woman. <laughs> yes, that's Britney Spears. Yes, yeah, got it. <laughs> but yeah, this she's is the little girl in the movie, right? I'm, I've got the right yeah, character. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yes. she's and, not a little girl and, anymore, Kristen. Well, that and she just wanted to. Um, she started to. Uh, she had like a band and. She was very emo goth, and it was very different than what her character was on um, Gossip Girl. So she was really struggling to play this character mm-hmm. at that point in time because she's, like, finding out, like, who she is. And, like, she was very emo. Right. right. So, yeah, a lot of – they actually <laughs> ended up writing out her character for a while because mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything. Okay. But they wrote her out. Um, she does come back at a certain She, she jumps off a building. <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. I've never watched this show. But yeah, yeah, she was controversial, but she's so cute in this movie, and I think she did a great job as Cindy Lou Who. I think she played a pretty perfect Cindy Lou Who, in my opinion. Absolutely, baby. Yeah. No, I yeah. totally agree. She's she's exact. She's cute. She's uh, it works when she's singing the song and when she's pops up at the end with the Grinch and and he he's his heart's just grown and he wants to save her. It, it just works. She's actually perfectly cast for the role. I I, I made the smoking joke because I read that she got pissed off because I guess because everybody remembers her in this movie, and yeah. I guess when she was sixteen she smoked, and so people would be like, "Well, why? Well, I can't believe she smokes and all this." And she's like, "I just want to live my life." <laughs> like, right? that, that's what would suck, eh? If you're an actor, did you not say a Dr. A? Seuss book? A? Podcast yeah. made. Thank you. Hey. Like, I feel like I'm living Big Brother Canada right now. <laughs> so who else we got in this cast? Uh, we have Jeffrey Tambor, who plays who the mayor. Else? I mean. Who else? We got Jeffrey Tambor, who plays the mayor. And oh. the other love interest of Cindy Lou Who, who was also the little fat fuck that said, you're eight and have a beard. Yes. <laughs> what did you think about him as the mayor? It's stereotypical, right? Like, he... He's he's not likable at all. Mm-hmm. He's like I kind of wish that they at least give these characters a little bit that you can you kind of feel sorry for him, but you don't like him. You know there's an ulterior motive right from the get go with the guy. What'd right. you think of his hair? <laughs> all of them had really crazy hair. Who hair? 
Who hair? <laughs> oh, we say that. We literally say that. <laughs> All right. Well, we call. Uh, okay. So our dog's name is Jules. Like, I, I've had it for a long time. That and, is the baby who. And I, her name is Jules, but I've called her Hooters for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I used to with I'm like, hoo hoo. Come here, Hooters. Come here, who? So, like, her nickname has become the who. So, like, whenever. And, and she sheds or whatever. And I was like, I got a who hair. So. <laughs> So when you said who hair, it just like we thought about the baby. We did. <laughs> no, uh, Jeffrey Timbers though he's a legend. Obviously, uh, Arrested Development. He's in so many. Great he's in comedies. a lot. He's in like okay. I'm trying to look through his. IMDb. Wasn't he in that transgender? No, which uh, what was it called? Translucent. I would the transgender movie. The show. Oh, no, it was the TV show. Oh, yeah, like it was like groundbreaking right at that time. I just know him from Hellboy. I mean, is that might have been what inspired Elliot Transfixed? Page? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I liked him enough. I mean, he probably could have got anybody in that character role, to be honest. Like I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't think him he I don't think he really brought anything new or different, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think he probably could have been a bigger asshole because I think all the who's are assholes. <laughs> but um, and then let's get into our major player here, Jim Carrey. Dude, he's so much fun to watch. If you okay. If you're a fan, even remotely, of Jim Carrey, I feel like there's something here in his performance that you'll like. Like I said earlier, you know, he's doing little variations or, you know, similar variations to, to stuff that I grew up with. To I, I When I watch that, honestly, I'm laughing because I'm fucking seeing Fire Marshal Bill behind there. But I just, I love that stuff because... You know, if you ever follow Jim Carrey's story, uh, shit, man, he tells a story on Oprah. But um, he wrote himself a check for, I think, $2 million or whatever. And he wrote it to himself when he was broke, you know, uh, working on In Living Color, just trying to break into the business. And he said, if I can't cash this check in a year then then I'm going to quit. I'm just going to give it all up. And on that day, like literally that day that the check was dated, he got the mask for like a ridiculous amount of money and and then he was off and running. Like I just I I just love that guy so much. Like he's done so much great work between, you know, obviously the cable guy, Ace Ventura, um Truman Show. Like yeah. he's done he, he's so much. Too. He's ridiculous. He's one of those actors that like okay, so like I get offended when people say they don't like him. Right. Like, I'm one of those. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, he's him and Adam Sandler, like, they're very close to my heart. I feel like we grew up with them. Yeah. Like, yeah. and we followed them for a long time. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily like everything that they do, but, like, the things that they have done that I like, I love. Right. You know? Right. Totally. And when my grandma's like, I don't like him. I just don't like his stuff. Well, you know what? I don't like you, Grandma. Grandma. <laughs> over by do, a do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Get like, back in the kitchen you... and get me dinner, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't you... Get the yams! Okay, like, obviously, like, you come from, like, a time of, like, comedy that... Like, I feel like... No just... electricity. <laughs> no, yeah, basically, no electricity. Light the candle, Grandma! But, yeah. Like, they just come from, like, a different era, and, like, I feel like... Right. Their timing and their humor, um, you know... Sucks. It... No, I'm talking about Jim Carrey and, like, oh. Adam Sandler. Like, their timing oh. and their comedy... Yeah. It just emulates 
like the dawn of the age of where I'm from. It reflects the you time. Know? Yeah, like it feels like home. Yeah, like, I've said this before. Like yep. I mean, like you know, Chevy Chase feels like home to me. Right. You right, know, right, right. Uh, but like Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler, like some of the movies that they did, they have touched me and like my heart and so you know. Yep. Um, like Click. I, people hated oh, that. Movie. People hate amazing. the movie Click. I absolutely fucking love that movie. Uh, the Truman Show. Right. People hate it. I fucking love that movie. Truman Show. If, who doesn't like the Truman Show? That movie's amazing. I don't know. People suck. People don't like Ed Harris. That Lisa's movie's grandma. Well, well he's that, no Buster Keaton. Did you just King. say Lisa's grandma? <laughs> yeah. Lacey's grandma. Did you just call me Lisa? Lacey Lisa? Lacey! <laughs> well, you'll Damn hear it on playback. I was too busy trying to crack the joke about the Buster Keaton. Sean <laughs> <laughs> Chop. <laughs> Still on grandma jokes, aren't you? <laughs> Take it off. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get back into the plot of this film here. Yes. So... All right, he goes, the Grinch goes into town, what is it, three times throughout the film? Uh, uh, yes, aside from and, when he's a child. Right. Uh, so the first time he goes, uh, he's obviously like out of food or something. Right. And he's like, get my cloak. And, you know, he's got his dog, Max, which is so cute. I love the dog. I love the fact that he has a dog. Like, obviously, you know he's not a shit terrible person because he still takes care of his dog. He, okay. That, that, and he has a dog. That, and how real life is that? You can always tell how people treat their pets and stuff like that. Now, the dog in the cartoon, their relationship, that was basically the whole movie, right? Like, they played off each oh. other so much. So in this one... I'll be honest with you, like, I kind of... Needed more of the dog. I felt that it was lacking, in a sense, until I saw that little baby when when the Grinch finally changes his heart and the tail starts wagging. I got so fucking happy. And there's one scene that the dog, like, he's up in the dog's face, and the dog just kind of looks to the side, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's a great, a great edit, a great shot. That dog... Like you just think he's I like scraps. That, dog. like that. that dog's amazing. Like, yes. I don't know what his name is, but I'm calling him Scraps because that's what he looks yeah. like. He's just the cutest dog ever. Max. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I honestly life. think that, oh. that that was the heart of the cartoon. And I felt like I was like, did you just call him Scraps? Scraps. Yeah. He said. <laughs> 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 I don't know his name in real life, but I'm going to call him Scraps. Yeah, Scraps. Like, instead of just going with his character name, I'm going to make up a name for you in real life. Scraps. <laughs> Fucking dinner Scraps. What the fuck? <laughs> Lisa, I'm just joking. God Lisa damn Simpson. it. I'm going to start calling you Derek. <laughs> Take it easy, Bob. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on to the next part here. No, one thing that I noticed, like, when he was in town, he somehow had magical bad breath. Like, his breath was so bad right. that it made somebody pass the fuck out. Did you yep. guys, did you guys re- The green mist. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Why did he just not do that to the entire town? Right. And then he could have, like, snuck in and did whatever he needed to do. Totally. He only did it to one person, though. <laughs> yes. And that... my teeth. Right. <laughs> But but Martha May gross. still wanted his uh, green sack. Yeah, I guess so. Like, damn, I guess that's not a deterrent enough. She's a freaky ass. I'm bitch. telling you, like, she's a kinky she's fucking a hoe. Freaky asshole. She is a kinky missile hoe. Damn, it's all just hitting me right now. I'm telling you, she's fucking a hoe. I gotta rewatch it. No. 
<laughs> you got to leave between the lines when you're watching these movies. Yes, that, exactly. when that heart grew three times that day, you know, you know what they're talking about. But that that visit though was probably that was the first one, and that was that was the most brief one. Oh, oh, I forgot we were talking about cast members and you mentioned this earlier, yes, Dan. Yeah. Uh, us being horror fans, I still didn't even see her when we were watching it, but uh-huh. Caroline Williams. Caroline Williams! Movie. Oh my God, talk about a leprechaun fucking Texas throw. Too? Yeah, and Lepre- What? Where was she in this movie? How did I not recognize her either? Yeah, who no, was- see, I think I think she was probably like, okay, so you know how when we talked to Danielle Harris and she was like, I'm in a Quentin Tarantino movie. She was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And we'd already seen it, yeah. Yeah, if you blink, you'll fucking miss her. She has like two lines in it. Oh, yeah. I think it's that type of situation where I'm sure. She like, had a who knows. Yeah, and like Brian Grazer, I believe he did she 24 and all that. And then Ron Howard. Like those are big time directors. So even like when we talked to Lou Temple, he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood too. You're a you're a small player in a in a much bigger picture, but it is great just to be there. And much like this situation, hey, I mean, yeah, you're Caroline Williams, and yeah, we didn't see you, but you're still in the Grinch, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's still a you're still in a fucking and a Ron, Ron Howard film. He made Apollo 13. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is in this though that I found out. Who plays the biker who? Holy shit, it's uh, Jesse Pinkman's almost replacement, Gail Bedecker from Breaking Bad. Yes, dude. Yes. Remember that creepy video that that they find of him? (laughs) I mean, I guess because of the budget, they were able to have an all-star quote-unquote cast. It works. But, I mean, like we were saying earlier, some of them are caricatures, of course. It is based off of a book and a children's cartoon as well. Uh, Jim Carrey, as I mentioned earlier, I love him too. Uh, He does overact in certain scenes, but I think he has to. And the reason I'm going back to this is I think it's important to mention he has to bring it through the makeup. Because there's so much makeup and and so much that went into that suit that he's got to be able to get that performance through that. And I think that's why he goes over the top and why you're seeing all the fire marshal bill and all the shit from Ace Ventura. I think (laughs) he's just bringing everything to the table and it works and it works. And I think that's the reason why, like I love Mike Myers too, but I think that's the reason why cat in the hat is he just couldn't get through the makeup and and it's just, and it it weighs on you. Like that. Think about it. His whole, like it's him, but he's got to accentuate himself. I mean, like, like the eyes are if they like in the few shots that they were CG, he's wearing those big yellow contact lenses. And I mean, oh like that, like God. he's just tons of makeup pounded on him. I mean, it, it, it's, it's shocking that he was able to get anything, uh, expression wise. Well, right. Honest. And he Absolutely. did it good. Anyway. He, he's always been a very, um, a very physical comedian though, with his body and stuff like that. But here's one that like, it's a subtle thing, but like when he's in the conga line, when he goes to the town for the second time, yes. and they're going to give him an award, um, <laughs> uh, and, and, which is fucking hilarious because like and this is kind of the spot where it lost me. But like, I love the scene. In though. terms of the plot, though, it makes sense. It really does. It makes sense because it does set up 
what's about to happen at, to, you know, with the Grinch as we know and it. And it does show you sense. that, like, obviously he likes to fill a part of. He loves it. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? That, for that, I, I do like it. Yeah, I really do. And then it goes back to where, you know, uh, the, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, but in the conga line when he's doing it and, and he's just like, no, and then they force him, okay, and he throws his leg up. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's subtle stuff like that, that if you're a fan of, like, Jim Carrey's humor and the way he's stupid with his mouth and the way he moves his his body. fucking body, then not only can you appreciate it, but you do. You find it funny, you know? Even if you're not the biggest Jim Carrey fan, I believe he does transcend that costume. I believe it's a... It's a it's he worked a, with what he had. Absolutely. And if, if he didn't come through that costume, that suit, that would have been one creepy motherfucker. Like you said, those yellow eyes, dude, that's a scary looking dude if if you're not Jim Carrey under there. Well, and going back to being scary, when he's trying to scare Cindy Lou Who when the first time he comes to town. Right. And she's like, the, 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 the Grinch. Right. And then like, he's like trying to scare her and she's like not faced at all once he starts trying to scare her. Yeah, yeah. You know? I like that scene. Yeah. So I think it's great. Um, but going back to what you were saying when he is doing the conga line or whatever, and, you know, uh, <laughs> when we were watching, Dan was like, I can't remember what it is that pisses him off that makes him want to steal Christmas. Yeah, I was like, what <laughs> happens here? Yeah, I was like, I was like, something big must happen. And and do you feel like it was big enough? It was enough for him to steal, want to steal Christmas? Right. Do you think it was? The fact that the mayor proposed to Martha May. And the fact that. Uh, he gave him a shaving razor. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. again, they wedged it in. Right. Because they're trying to elongate the story. And they're working with the backstory that they created. Uh, right. Is it forced? Yes. Yeah. Does it get the movie? Does it take the movie to where I want it to go. Absolutely. And then the last 45 minutes um, are great. And I mean, the last 45 minutes, including final credits, because right. that's what I remember. <laughs> we, we stopped it. And I said, yeah, it's that middle chunk. I don't like. And then when I started okay. it again, we had 45 minutes left and I said, Holy crap. From this point forward, when he's back up there with the yep. dog and they're, and they're, they're Go to steal Chris. That's where the movie is amazing again. Yes, from that dude. point to the end, um, amazing may be strong, but I thoroughly enjoy it at that point. And it's exactly. And what I've realized is, I guess I really kind of wanted a carbon, a live action copy of right. the cartoon that I grew up with. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And and I feel like they may have thrown in a little bit too much, but I do like the backstory. But I also feel like too. You know, like you said, that last third of the movie when he's when he's going to steal Christmas and then, you know, subsequently when he gives it back, um, that it's so well done. And I feel like they kind of set everything up earlier nicely to where it all pays off. I do believe that, like, you know, when the shaving scene does come around for the second time. Everybody starts laughing and they're complete dickheads. So what is that? Like, what is the movie really trying to say? I know Cindy who comes through. Check one, two, what you're going to do. Sorry. But like, I couldn't help myself. But, like, you know, and then she changes everybody's minds. Well, yeah. But, um, like, what the 
fuck? Like, that makes no sense. Everybody's a dick. Then they're just like, oh, yeah, sorry, we're dicks. Well, see, for me, I feel like this film is not only just made for kids, but it does have adult humor in it as well. The humor, yes. Because obviously, um, you know, it's an adaptation of a classic. So they wanted to kind of appeal to, you know, the adults that had watched the old. Which I like that. Yeah, and, like, one of the jokes that was in there is when, you know, uh, the mayor gives uh, Martha May a car. Right. And he, car. he and he says, yeah, thankful <laughs> to, or paid by the taxpayers of Whoville. <laughs> right. Like, that's <laughs> fucked up. That's so fucked up. Right? <laughs> I mean, there, there's multiple, like, into windows and jokes throughout this for adults. Right. And... I don't know. I just feel like, and I mean, Martha May is like definitely kinky. I mean, she's wearing that little robe later, and right, like, I mean, she's shooting out a gun or like to put up her lights. Like, oh, I, yeah, I, I wish they had had more of a competition with the lights with her and right. you know, Cindy Lou's parents. Right. Um, See, okay, you mentioned the gun shooting up the lights. It's those little aspects that I love. You know, it's those things that if you can bring to live action. And it, and you know, obviously, it comes from, um, it comes from, you know, uh, the cartoon and and just silly ways of of you know animating certain things. I think that if you can pull that off in live action, it's those little things. You know, I think to the movie uh, Hook, how they had, you know, uh, uh, the Lost Boys had all their stuff rigged up and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. just unique it's original it has its own feel and and while i'll agree with christian what he said about it being uh feeling congested i do feel like this does kind of um set up this world uh it may feel slightly off at times but i also feel like that adult humor that you talk about i almost feel like there's almost if this makes any sense and an adult's kind of uneasiness about it too almost like it, it kind of expects everyone watching to kind of be in on the joke. Like like you said, you grew up with this. We all grew up with it. So if it does look like a Broadway play set, like, okay, you know what I mean? We're just going to go with that. That's the direction that we're taking. And there's yeah. something about that that I just appreciate. Yeah, and, 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 and so be it. And I like the little nuances. I, I agree that they should have had maybe a little bit more conflict between them because that's the right. stuff that works as opposed to the loudness and the obnoxiousness of everybody in Whoville. I think little, little things like that, they should have brought up more. I think they should have established her like of the Grinch even more. So, I mean, we know that she mentions his muscles and when he was young and they, they're the retelling of the story. And (laughs) you could tell that there, she was getting flustered and, 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 and obviously there was an attraction there, but possibly could have worked with a little bit more of that angle. Um, Right. Or the reveal at the end, as we mentioned, yep. it kind of just seemed like forced. But again, I, I guess maybe I'm expecting too much from the, uh, from this. Maybe, like, I may, maybe that's the problem. Maybe I'm just thinking that they 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 really needed to do much more than they really um, had to. Right? Well, but, but no, no, I I, I know exactly what you mean. And also, too, you know, I think of when we were putting up the tree the other night. We watched uh, Frosty and Rudolph. And I've always known that fucking all the other reindeer were a bunch of dicks, and so was Santa as well. <laughs> jingle, jingle, jingle. But you like still, skinny Santa. Yeah, but dick. like you grow up with these movies, and, and you don't feel like anybody does anything too horrible. Like, yeah, they're dicks. Completely. Like, why the fuck 
didn't why did you ridicule this guy until you Santa included Santa's the worst he should have been a leader yeah he should have been (laughs) eat Santa eat (laughs) no actually I love that the fact that you uh yes we watch every every year we hang up our tree we watch Frosty and Rudolph and um I wanted to bring this up earlier but so this makes a great time perfect um real life adaptation so obviously uh, the Grinch is, you know, one of the most known cartoon Christmas films of all time, right? right? And it got turned into a real life adaptation. Why did we not have a real life adaptation of Frosty or Rudolph? That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm got so Jack Frost. Rudolph. I'm shocked about Rudolph, to be honest. Right. Same. Well, Jack Frost doesn't count. Like it's He's not like this. It's not the specific story. <laughs> I mean, Prancer got his own damn movie. Right. Exactly. But, but not Rudolph. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Much like they did with this movie, you could provide so much more context, uh, you know, for like the anti-bullying movie that you want to make. <laughs> that like, and and that's the thing. Like, there's so many different angles and so much in the Rudolph story that you could expand on. That yeah, I am shocked that they yeah. that they haven't done that. Yet. I'm sorry, but if they can like CGI deer in the ring too. They could easily do a Rudolph movie. The fuck it. <laughs> is that the one where the fucking horse falls off the boat too? In the ring too? Yeah. I have no idea. Something, I just I just remember the CG idea. I, I think it's a fucking horse. Something. Yeah. A fucking horse. What about uh I, I don't mean to take it away from the movie even more so, but you're talking Rudolph. Did you guys or do you guys remember Rudolph's shiny new year? Yes. 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 Yeah, okay. What was the fourth of July one? Oh, we didn't get that in Canada. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like they provide I'm more um, more story for all the reindeer, including Rudolph, in uh, Tim Allen's Santa Claus series, even in those later sequels. Is Rudolph in those? Yeah. Oh, I, I've only seen the Santa Claus. I haven't seen two. Or they are fantastic. Oh, I haven't see even what seen, I, did I haven't even seen the Christmas Con- Chronicles. No. I was about to say Chronicles. Chronic. Like Chronic. People love that Christmas Chronicles, and I did not... Oops. It's it's it's, it's okay. It's okay. I'll be honest with you. I thought Kurt Russell should have really just fucking brought it. Like, just be ridiculous with it. Now, Christian. Uh, okay, so we've obviously talked about a few Christmas movies. Now, what film were you hoping we were going to give you? Uh, I, <laughs> I guess I was holding out hope that it would be uh, Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, Lampoon's. <laughs> National Lampoon, sorry. Or it would been like, I would have been cool with Bad Santa, but Derek got that right. He had, <laughs> like, um, I'm good with all of them. I, I Home Alone one and two would have been fine. Bad Santa one and two. I've only watched two once, and uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, uh, Christmas Vacation, is just a staple. Right. I mean, I don't know if you're going in the horror realm as well, but I would have yep. taken Black Christmas, the original, um, or of course Krampus. Yep. Yep. Krampus has become the new tradition. Christmas Eve, my one daughter and my wife will watch a It's a Beautiful Life, which I It's a Wonderful Life, excuse me. <laughs> it's a beautiful life. <laughs> so I think to myself, it's a beautiful life. See, Have you ever seen uh uh it's uh what was I thinking? The one uh, uh Roberto Benini, the Life is Beautiful. That's what I was thinking. Oh, Oh that, my god, that we watched that, that in high school. Oh. oh my god, like I've never ugly girl cried ever until I seen that movie. 
<laughs> it's uh, it, it, I I was the same way, and I was a grown man. The <laughs> it's, it's like the boy in the striped pajamas, man. <laughs> oh. Holy shit. But yeah, sorry, but it's a wonderful life, which I love as well. But my wife and daughter will watch that and, and the, other, the three of us, the other three of us, we go watch Krampus. Krampus is amazing. So any one of those, that's a lot of movies. Any one of those. But I was happy because I rewatched this and overall I enjoyed it a lot more. I love the opening and I love the ending. And it's yep. really just it's about a half an hour or so, maybe 40 minutes in the middle right. that I'm not fond of. So right. majority of the movie, two thirds of the movie, I really enjoy. Yeah, we had to like pause it uh, for right. a moment, and uh, I thought we were only like ten minutes in, and it turned out to be like we were like thirty minutes in. I was like, wow, that went really quick. Yeah. And then you're right; it does kind of for the third it. part, though. For the last uh, section, we got right when he was getting in the sled in the Santa suit. Like, yeah, like that, we got our dinner ready. But and, you're yeah. right; though that part of the movie is it's so much fun because yes, it's obviously you know kind of tapping into nostalgia just because of the sheer fact of it's telling the same exact story that we know from the cartoon. But man, they they continue to kind of have fun with the characters that obviously they set up before. So, I don't know. I kind of, and I know in a lot of ways people can be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But it's kind of like Rob Zombie's Halloween remake in that, like, the second half is kind of like a remake of the first one, you know? And then all the backstory, all the, you know, getting bullied by fucking spy kids and all that, all that happens <laughs> in the first and I don't know, I just, I, I I had so much fun with this movie, and that last third was just a blast. Yeah, and before we get into that last yes. third, which we're about to, I just well, want to say two more things about uh, when he's in town. Do it. Um, Do when, it. Or three things, actually. Uh, he's in the chair of cheer. Chair of cheer! When, like, obviously he's been, like, not around, like, this entire time, but people are so excited because he's new, and, like, right. you know, so, like, they're embracing him, and they're giving him the fudge, they're giving him... So much fudge. Yeah. He's like, come on! <laughs> like, that's what I love about Jim Carrey, though, like, his react, like, some of the scenes are so bizarre, it's just people shoving fudge, and he's just like, that's not the best you got! Like, like <laughs> I live for that shit, like, I'm just looking at it. Do you just want it. people to shove fudge in your mouth? No, that's I fucking bet. weird. <laughs> But, but think about it. Imagine doing that with all that makeup on, not being able right. to I'm assuming, breathe out of your mouth. That must have been brutal. And Dude, like prosthetic right. teeth. Yeah. And, yeah. and being in on the joke is so much fun, knowing that it's Jim Carrey and how ridiculous it is. Like, okay, in the chair of cheers, they use a, a first person camera POV, like it's stuck to the chair uh -huh. almost. And I'm just like, I'm thinking for a second. I'm like, that's kind of a fucking gangster move for that <laughs> shot right there. I was like, Ron Howard is kind of a G. Like, he is. Like, he's and kind he, of. Everybody thinks of him as fucking Bryce Howard was in this film. He as well. might be Opie Cunningham, but he's a badass motherfucker. He made solo. Hey, Tuesday, happy day. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're calling him Opie. It's Opie. And, I, and every time he calls him Opie, I go into the Happy Days theme, which is not. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's Richie. <laughs> he's going further back, and I'm going, I just bring up, it's just the nostalgia. It's. Is that supposed to be the Andy Griffin thing? That is. See, you know some shit. <laughs> okay. Um, and going back to. Um, while he's causing ha havoc on the town, chaos. Yes. Well, he's causing chaos on the town. 
when he lights up the tree, he literally <laughs> says, burn, baby, burn. <laughs> <laughs> like, what were you thinking when he lit the tree on fucking fire? I was thinking it was great for... <laughs> Even though I know you don't like this section of the film, like when he starts to create the chaos, you got to admit it's fun. It's it's fun. And then they, again, my problem, I really wish, I wonder if Sam Raimi did this if I'd like it better. Because I love Ron Howard too. But Sam Raimi seems to be able to bring that live action cartoon feel. Do you feel uh, like it was Reggie? more PG? Well, like no, no, no. I, I no, no, I don't think it needed to go. I, I, I think Sam Raimi's just the fluidness he's always had with his camera. And we brought up, you brought up Evil Dead 2 earlier, saying it's your favorite of the series. It is. That and Army, I mean, I love the whole series, but all three that he directed, I love all of them. He's got the cartoon nature, the live action crime wave, his other movie. I think he would have been great directing this movie i'm not saying ron howard did a lousy job ron howard is a fantastic director in his own right and and did a great job here too or good job here too but the 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 dutch angles and the craziness there and the editing it just gets a little too much for me yeah the tree going up and smoke and and the chaos <laughs> is cool but it's just so frantic that i was just like i that's what i turned to my daughter and say this is what i don't like about the movie i've just i figured it on this watch seeing it again with you guys now it's this it's just oh they watched it with you when you were watching it for this yeah 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 i said i gotta watch it for the show who wants to watch it with me and they're both like oh we will we will and then Aww. the only time the only thing they didn't watch was the when i watched the last because we had to stop it because of their schedules and yeah. then i ended up watching the last 45 minutes because i wanted to make sure it was watched before <laughs> we uh recorded because otherwise i'm like if i wait for them who knows so that was the only thing i watched by myself again uh, and my daughter came in at the end. She's like, yeah, she was like, this part's good. And I'm like, yeah, I'm loving it. And but so I can't, it's needed. The middle parts needed. I'm, I'm dancing around it. The chaos is there, but for some reason, something just doesn't work for me. Uh, it no? just, it's a little too off. I don't know why. Well, that's what of, Sam Raimi could have done it. One no. of my favorite parts of when he's creating the chaos is, you know, when the little uh, yellow car comes and it like literally looks like a Polly Pocket car compared to the Grinch. And he sits on the car and like there are people in it like because they're try trying to drive little, away from him. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and they get out of the car as he's like getting ready to sit down on it. And he goes, you did the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I think that might be one of my favorite lines of the movie because he's just like coming through and he's like, he's, he's going to make them drive him, but instead they just get out instead. And cause he's literally about to squash them. And then he like looks over at them because you did the right thing. And there's another line uh, where um, earlier in the film, somebody was like, Merry Christmas. And he looks at the person. He's like, is it though? <laughs> JP for a split second. <laughs> JP. No, it, yeah. Is it though? It's no, he's he's got the lines. I mean, he's he's the movie. It's unfortunate to hear that he's uh he was a bit difficult behind the scenes, but yeah. I guess who could play I don't live in his life. B, he had some problems at the time. And C, yeah. if I had to be in that makeup 95 times or whatever, however many <laughs> times he had to get in it, I probably would have been fucking cranky too. Well, Dan said as we were watching, he was like, I bet you Ron Howard and him just got along. Yeah, I'll bet you they did. Just because they're, they're very much professionals, but but they're very much uh, positive people 
as well. You know, if you ever see an interview with Ron Howard and, and uh, you know, Brian Grazer produced this too, and I'm a huge 24 fan as well. And everybody involved just going into this, I feel like had so much love for it. And whether you agree with all the decisions, I feel like the one thing that really comes through in certain parts in this movie is you see the love. You see, you see the love of the project. You know what I mean? Like you can feel like they had fun, and like I said, they're professionals. They know what they're, they're trying doing. to. They're trying to do something uh, positive. Class. I mean, yeah. I like that. I mean, you're you're right. They're they were. It was a big budget movie. Suppose again, I heard there was a lot of problems on the set with him that they would be waiting for him to film. By the time he got to the set, it was torn down a couple times. So there was some. Oh, wow. There were some issues. But yeah. again, I can't validate that. I'm, it's all right. shit I read on the internet. So, like, just like anything, am I? It's got to be con- true. Conspiracy theorist? Who knows? But ultimately, <laughs> right. At the end of the I day, you're Christians. right. You're right, though. I mean, they were trying to have fun with this and deliver uh, a good a good product. It wasn't like, you know, there was no like disdain for the audience or anything like that. They right. they were trying to right. give you a fun holiday movie and. For the most part, they succeed. Yep. Yeah. And with that, let's get into the third act of this film. Let's do it. So, I okay. Actually, for a second, we talk about, like, all right. So, let's talk about from the year 2000 to now, right? In There's, the year 2020. I made my own lyrics up there. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite Conan segments ever. Well, I just upgraded it. Um. No, so think about, like, when you first watched this film to now. Like, think of your age of when you first watched it to now, right? Right. Obviously, The Grinch is so much more relatable as an adult. I'm sure we've all seen the memes that relate to The Grinch. He was, like, when, you know, he's trying to, you know, Cindy Lou Who comes to him and, like, she's his biggest advocate. Right. And... Uh, she wants him to come there for the award. Um, and then, you know, obviously, like, when he is going to steal Christmas. However, he is, like, literally the most relatable person. Like, he's trying to talk himself into going and out of going all at the same time. Oh, yeah. Like, he has, you know, he is, like, four o'clock wallow in self-pity. <laughs> right? oh, I love that. Yes. You know, and yes. then he's like, I have nothing to wear. I'm not going. I'm <laughs> like, not going, and yeah. So, and so, so he steals the yodeler's clothing. Great. <laughs> like, just yanks him out of the screen. Like, so he's just wearing, like, yodel or bibs. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love it. Um, but, I mean, he's so relatable, though. Right. Like, as, like, a normal person. Because, I mean, that's what we do. We're always trying to convince ourselves, like, when we make plans, like... Right. How do we get out of it? Right. Like, oh, nope, I'm busy washing my hair. Like, right. I'm yeah. busy, like, doing absolutely fucking nothing. Well, and, and I think that the moral of the story, I know it's probably not what they're going for, but what <laughs> I take from it is even though people are fucking shitty, still be better than them. Like, that. that's how I kind of see it. You know what I mean? Because they all treated the Grinch like shit. For what? what? For what? What do you mean they treated... Like, all they said was he had a beard and a hat. They laughed at him. They shamed him publicly. I laugh at you daily because of your bald head. You know how they shame him? Like, on, on, like those guys do on Exploding Heads? Like, that's what it is. <laughs> on Exploding Heads. It's a shaming. Like, it's a shaming situation. I don't like that. It's a public shaming. And I feel like... That was more so a catalyst for his seclusion, more so than any bitch ever. 
and that's how I feel. And that's how I feel. And that's how I feel. And I feel like all the people are assholes. And you talk about a catalyst and, and Cindy Wu, like she was everything. You well, know? she is the one that's driving the story. She's forward. the one who does everything. I feel like. Did you like her teeth in this? No, all of the makeup <laughs> and everything fucked with me. It was fucking weird. Like, they, okay, <laughs> it so is that, a fucking it's weird. It's weird. Adaptation. It's it weird. Really is. You <laughs> have to go with it and or get because stoned no, before you watch fu- this. And we did. And we did. <laughs> like, and on and on that level, it's not only enjoyable, but I do feel like. It hits that nostalgic funny bone as well. Um, do I think it's perfect? Absolutely not. But do I think that it's one of my one of my go to uh, Christmas movies? Fuck yeah! I don't know yeah. why I said it that high pitch. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck! I wish you could have seen his face when he like Fuck. went through that whole process. There. <laughs> All right, guys, when we wow. get to the third act of this film, sorry, I have a everybody. major problem. Like, I love it. I love it. I love it. However, I have major problems with it. Go. Like, plot-wise. What do you got? Okay. I have, like, no. Like, seriously. Like, I didn't. All right. So, like, in the year 2000, when I'm watching this film, did I ever think that I was going to talk about this film? Like, on a podcast? I didn't even, like, did podcasts even exist in 2000? Uh, no, it was called radio shows. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, yeah. Was called, it was called the horror cast. Well, well, <laughs> they've been around. <laughs> At NFW, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, she just um, said you're old. No, I'm just kidding. no, I love newts. Um, newts with goats. No, but seriously, I never thought that like I would have to pick apart or think of things uh, logically, like right. while watching. But as a podcaster. Like, once you start podcasting and, like, try to think of things a different way that nobody's talked about before. Totally. You know, like, you have to do it. You want to try to break new ground and, right. you know, expand other people's minds to the I, way that you think. Or, when when you know, I watch movies, it. though, yeah. I, I do it in my head. Like, it, like, I justify certain things and say, okay, well, I like that or whatever. But there is something to vocalizing all of that because I feel like we all do kind of appreciate the same things, generally yeah. speaking, especially about like this movie. Like we're all pretty much like on the same track in terms of what we like about it and what things are weird. Well, like the makeup Rick Baker. Well, if I wasn't podcasting on it, I probably wouldn't think twice. That's what I'm saying. But and but I do like diving into to, you know, um, the obscurities. I w- hey, listen, I don't think that this movie is that bad. If we could be oh, fucking no. doing the leprechaun, what are oh, you The leprechaun's Christmas. Please come. They're gonna be like, we're gonna make that That's movie what she just said. so they can podcast. Just, I said, please, please come now. <laughs> I was talking about the leprechaun's Christmas. Hold on, let me pause <laughs> the lips. You stop I, yeah. it. I'll just go on mute. The, <laughs> what, what problems do you have with the third act? All right, all right, all right. I want to okay. know. All right, so, all right, yeah, so before I get into my problems, we have to set up the scene, right? What's your problem, baby? You shut your horn mouth when you're talking to me. All right. So, all right, so he's getting ready to go because obviously he was embarrassed yet again. <laughs> Which was fucked up. They did it again to him. No, but he. Dicks. Okay. He burned the town down, or he burned their Christmas <laughs> tree, sat on some small people. You did the right thing. <laughs> and scra- and keyed the car that the taxpayers <laughs> paid for. <laughs> but aside from that, uh, that's why he's so pissed off, is because the girl that he loved got proposed to. 
I just put that together though. He made the taxpayers pay for the car, and then they were mad when he scratched that. Why weren't they just mad at him for making them pay for the car? That's a good point you made earlier. Sorry. You're welcome. Okay, guys. See, mystical. <laughs> I'm just yeah. <laughs> not egotistical at all. No. <laughs> You're magical. No. Um. So we're setting up the scene to where he is getting back. <laughs> like he he. All right, so he's pissed because they embarrassed him because they gave him a razor and his girl that he had a crush on got proposed to. Right. This is why he burned the Christmas tree. I and would. Caused, burned it all down. And like caused Phil chaos says. and did no longer want to Congo line. Right. Okay? Right. So, it's so fucking I don't stupid. blame him. I don't blame him. But so, I mean, this is, what, this is what made him want to steal Christmas and joy from everybody, okay? Yeah. So. I get it. So he decides he's gonna steal Christmas and get back at these who's, these hoes, these the missile hoes, the who yes. <laughs> and so uh, he decides to take a uh, red string and tie it around his dog to make his dog, uh, you know, like a Rudolph, but like a deer. <laughs> Classic. Who, who's gonna like leave the sleigh when all they're doing is like floating down right. a uh, mountaintop? Yep. <laughs> and all right. So that's setting the scene. That's all I had for that. All right, where does your beef come in? Here comes my beef. All right. All right. So he's still in Christmas, right? Yeah. And but at the end of the film, I'm skipping ahead and because it all makes sense. Okay. Okay. So he's still in Christmas and then he gives Christmas back, right? Uh-huh. Well, he can't give it all fucking back. Why? Well, for one, he takes moths out that eat the stockings. Right. <laughs> right. Like, how are you going to give that back, Rich? I know you have magical bad breath, but how are you going to give stockings that you fed to moss? Like, you literally have a jar of moss that eats stockings. He gives 87% back, baby. And No, but that's not <laughs> this it. This is no. so easily explainable. It's No, this is where my beef comes in. Regurgitating moss. This is the stupidest thing I've ever had. Exactly, and that's what you get for diving into stupid questions like this. This isn't this isn't a stupid question. It's a legit. All right, let's talk about the food. Like, okay, so like he has a vacuum suction that's like taking everything like out of the house, right? I need one of those. You never ever see like he's eating all of the food if you don't remember, and he threw the roast beef that gets eaten at the end to the side. It never got suctioned in. So, how does he give this all back, is what I'm saying. He's going to take a big shit out of Uber. But do you see what I'm saying, though? Like he Absolutely. Like, he ate all the food. Absolutely. I'm surprised he didn't eat the fucking green eggs and ham. Yeah, one out of ten. I am Sam. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? Like, this is I where do. my problem comes I in, do. though. Okay. Like, you can't give back Christmas that you actually, like... Well, he, he had he just like suctioned it all up, right, right, right. That right. would make sense, but that's not what happened in this film. So whenever, that, that's where my problem comes what, in with this film specifically, right? Well, whenever you see like a cartoon like shoving food into them, this isn't a cartoon. That's but that's it's a thing. live adaptation, Why? and that is the point. And yes, I'm pointing my pen at you. She's got it right in my face. God damn! And not to mention that, but he's still, well, folks, you heard it here. But, it's a live but, adaptation. But, all right. He also steals sugar plum fairies from their dreams, or sugar plums from their dreams. He steals dreams. That was kind of a dick move. I wouldn't do that personally. Like, can he put those back as well? Leave your sugar plum fairies to alone. Christian, make sense of that for it's me. Oh, uh, well, again, 
it's a live action adaptation, but it's supposed to be like a live action cartoon. No, so, Christian, it doesn't make sense. It's Chris, not a cartoon. Make logistics a lot of, sense of it, Christian. A lot of this stuff is just the like movie happening, and he gives 86.75% of Christmas back. And I think at the end of the day, remember, the moral of the story is they don't really care. Right. They so didn't need anything back. Right. They didn't even need 1% of it back. They right. were happy anyway. He gave back what they what he had stolen that is replaceable again. Correct. Correct. So at the end of the day, I hear your complaints, but he returns what he's got and they didn't need any of that because they were willing to sing and be happy and thankful because they were safe, COVID free and living (laughs) the good life. Right. I don't think, yes, he stole it. That's, he, repla- he can't replace that stuff. That's gone mm-hmm. for good. But remember, the Whovilles don't care. They're celebrating anyway. They're, They're happy. Assholes. Well, no, but no. But the fact is that they didn't celebrate until Cindy Lou Who's dad came in because once they realized everything is gone, the mirror's like, I told you not to invite the Grinch to town. I don't know why I'm talking like that way. I, I almost <laughs> I almost felt like to that. I felt like I was talking like Wile E. Coyote. Cindy Lou's dad, I feel like, was uh, miscast. I feel like that should have been William H. Macy. The same. I thought for a right? second it might have been. Yeah. It wasn't. It was the knockoff version. Or it could have even been Michael Douglas from Falling Down. It was the... <laughs> I don't know why I got the that vibe. Was wasn't, it, uh, wasn't it the dude from Untouchables or whatever? Uh, it might have been. Yeah, I think it is. Yes, yes, yes. He's definitely in some stuff. But yeah, he ended up looking like uh, Dana Carvey in in that Turtle movie. Turtle, Turtle. He kind of looked like that guy. You know what I'm talking about? Turtle, Turtle. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. No, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> Dana Carvey. Tur- oh, uh, Master of the not Master of the yes, Master yeah, of the Skies. Yeah. Absolutely, he doesn't. He, didn't he look more so like him than yeah. anybody else? Uh, no, <laughs> that see that character though. I feel like um, when I say William H Macy, I I really do mean that, and I also feel that that I don't know, like that character could have been better. That character could have been um, a lot more brought to life, I think, by somebody else. Like, I just wasn't feeling that dude for whatever reason. Um, I think all of the Who's were kind of assholes, but for him in particular, I just never found him to... I I never found him to be, like, endearing in any sense, and it almost just kind of felt like he was just there. Well, and he's the one that has to explain... The fact that he, we should have been listening to Cindy Lou this entire time. That's probably why, just for exposition. Yeah. Like, like that's his whole Yeah, purpose. I mean, Molly Shannon could have easily done the same thing. Any cut could have, yeah. Any cut could have cut <laughs> to the chase. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Dave called our show. He said, cut to the chase. Well, actually, we <laughs> called it that, and then he called it that. And he, he had no prior knowledge of our <laughs> cucking, but yeah. We cucked. <laughs> we, little does everybody know, we cut daily. That's well, not true. That's, what? Well, that's, I'm sorry. That's not true. Cuck to the chase. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, right? <laughs> the 12 days of cuckmas. <laughs> oh, should we change it? The 12 days of cuckmas. All right, get back on track. <laughs> I got to release this these is episodes a Christmas this episode. December. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So he provides more of a story that it's not just about gifts, which obviously that's kind of what they were going through through the whole thing. 
The mayor gives the car, he gives the diamonds, they're shopping in the beginning. He stole all the presents and all the food. And they're like, ah, what are we going to do? And the mayor's like, fuck the Grinch. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's not about the Grinch. Like, we're all, we're all still together. It doesn't matter. And, you know, you get the Grinch on the top of the mountain hill. And then for me, though, um, I literally remember watching this as a kid, like the cartoon. And the part where, you know, the song comes in and it's just so heartfelt. Right. And I I just feel it. Like, I feel the spirit of Christmas when I watch that scene in the cartoon, the original. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel it. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but that's Christmas to me. Without a doubt. You know, and I, I can almost hear the music now. Oh, Christian, I caught you the chase. Christmas right up to our waist. Oh, Christian, welcome back. Grab a hold of Santa's sack. <laughs> nice falsetto. <laughs> You're welcome. That was awesome. I was in the chorus of high school. You're welcome. Like, uh, okay. I don't I don't get the same feelings. I don't get the same feelings. <laughs> but like no, on a real note, like oh, <laughs> That's what I was going for, baby. <laughs> but no, do you get what I'm saying, though? Like, on a real note of the real song. I don't know anymore. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't I don't have an exit strategy. I wish I did. I feel like I, I should have learned from the Leprechaun show. Like, I feel like, I'm, like cry- I feel like I'm crying so much, like, as much as the Grinch sobs when he realizes his heart is growing. Christmas right up to our waist. Hey, now. Why, you sure smell nice and flowery. Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm so sorry, Kristen. It's okay. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's not really the song I was thinking of, though, when she was telling the story. Oh, no, I was trying to have a... <laughs> I was trying to have a heartfelt moment. <laughs> the who forest, the who forest, ba, 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 Christmas Day. See, I'm doing it like the Grinch does. I don't know the lyrics either. That, that's the best part of that. When they're singing, and he's just like going, Christmas. And it, I love that because that's exactly how I sing the fucking song. Right. That, well, and that's a great scene when she nudges him and then he starts singing. Like, that to me was fucking funny. Like, and, and there's certain moments in this movie that that are fucking hilarious. You know, that moment, the dog, when the dog looks to the side. Like, it's just, it's subtle, but they are there for sure. And it's literally no surprise that once he returns Christmas... I mean, I feel like they should have focused more in on him stealing Christmas, to be honest. You know, the, the first scene was at Sydney Luhu's. Like, they it should have yeah. showed, like, a few houses before... Her house, but like it felt like they were trying to cut to the chase. Well, they they could have extended it for sure, for sure. But but they they had something bigger in mind, and and what they didn't give us on that end, I feel like it was well. You were okay with it? Yeah, I really was. At the end of the day, Uh, would it have been cool to see that? Uh, Yeah, for sure, for sure. But at the same time, 
Listen, I'm at the point. Listen. Listen here. Oh, yeah. Oh, my I'm going to get another beer. Um, I feel like this movie, though, what what it does lack in or whatever, it definitely has Christmas spirit. Literally and, the best song. That and more, more than... I don't think there's any topping it, to be honest. More than anything, though, this movie is fun. And and while it is not perfect, I, I have come to a point in my life where I can see something, realize it's not perfect, but at the same time, completely maximize my enjoyment while watching something like right. this. And I have I a did. question for you, Dan Chase. Go. All right. So obviously we watched the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, version a couple years ago. Unfortunately. And then rewatching this one today. Yes. How does it stack up now? It, Like I said, it's when we watched that one, that, that felt like a betrayal. On so many levels. It was almost like... I also puked in the parking lot. Yeah, but it's like, we're going to use this cartoon. <laughs> Is that bad? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, you Oh, did. no, it was prior. It was prior. Yeah. He, no, Dan, uh, he calls them nips. Listen, dude. We Listen. Well, in Massachusetts, we don't fuck around. We binge drink. Like, we've been doing it since fucking high school. So when we're drinking before a fucking movie, yeah, we're taking nips. The, the, the little bottles. Some people don't refer to them as nips. Well, I can't. Like, it has to be, like, in a wide shot glass for me to do it. Little shot. bottles of alcohol. And, like, just th- that's just normal to me. So, like, as we're getting to go into the movie, I'm like, all right, we're going to down some nips before. Like, I know that's not a normal thing to do, but growing up it was for me. And so he got like four nips and he was just like, all right, we're going to do two before we go into them. We don't have to pay as much for, you know, drinks when we go in. Right. Because we're going to see, you know, fucking the Grinch. We still got <laughs> a couple pictures, but yeah. Like I can drink beer, no problem. Listen, but we're, we're going to see me, the Grinch. He gives me this nasty ass, uh, we call them shooters where I'm from. Right. And what do, what do you call the little bottles of alcohol? The nips. What do you call them, Christian? I think I thought we called them maybe we did call them shooters too. There is a name that is not coming to my head right now because I never get them because I think they're just such a they're so small. Such right. a waste what you have like an airplane. Yeah, just like a little shooter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, unless you're drinking a parking lots on the go. But they call, see the they sell them by like the twenty pack in Massachusetts. <laughs> they do. Yeah, yeah. And so Dan bought a few of them before we were going to see this movie. You know, it's funny. And they actually banned them in my town now because people were just leaving them all around town. Really? Yeah, they're banned now in Falmouth. You can you can still go to Andy's in the next town over and buy them, so it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, sorry. Continue. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but no, he gave me one of these before we went and seen Benedict Cumberbatch and Pharrell's The Grinch. Yes. And uh, I attempted to do it. And we had ate some pizza at the bar before, and it just didn't settle right. So I kind of ended up regurgitating yep. <laughs> in the parking lot before we went to see the Grinch. Like, it wasn't like I was drunk or anything. It just did not settle right. It's like, just I, the movie sucks so bad. No, this was before <laughs> we went and seen the movie. <laughs> like, you could feel it. And, like then a Jedi. I, and then, like, I pulled away so I didn't have to park next to my puke. Right? <laughs> yes, that's right. We did. <laughs> that's a true story. Post. That is a true story. Yes, that that parking lot is home to several stories, one including milk that we're not going to get into. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) All uh, right, so the very end of The Grinch, you guys. (laughs) Um, My favorite line of the movie, actually, is, you know, after uh, Jim Carrey, uh, The Grinch feels all powerful and whatnot, and he goes, and he's all happy. 
he goes, the sun is bright and the power is bitchin'. <laughs> like, this movie says bitchin', you guys. Take it easy there. Like, now, like, you hear fucking on TV. Right. This is 2000. Bitchin' was a big deal to be in a kid's movie. Right, right. Well, and I think... I never even thought of it. It's so funny. It just... That just... It, I didn't even think twice about it. No? He said the powder is bitchin'. Because <laughs> he was cruising down the mountain like a fucking snowboarder. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, one of my favorite lines of the movie. But, that like, I good. didn't think about, um, you know, nowadays you can say fucking. Right. No, absolutely, you can. Yeah, the power is fucking. How many fucks can you get get away with with a PG thirteen? How many fucks can you fuck get a fucking fuck? Two. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I think it's <laughs> one or two. I think it's one or two. Yeah. Now, but no motherfucks. I think motherfuck is out. Yeah, that's crossing is, the is line. Is that is that a true story? But yeah, yeah. I think you're allowed uh, one or two fucks and a shit. Now, uh, what was the fucks. South Park episode? Have you ever met my friend Cow's mom? She's the biggest bitch in the whole world. Well, she's the biggest bitch to the boys and girls. Was it that he used the word bitch um, throughout the episode? That, like, they did a count of a cuss word. Oh, really? Yeah, like, they cussed so many times throughout it. Like, it was a whole thing. That show's classic. Okay. <laughs> All right, so. I still like that movie. Oh, anyway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that so movie's great, too. So With their beady eyes and their <laughs> flapping heads. All right, so, Christian, I would like to ask you. From the year 2000, when you seen this film, what did you rate it then? Oh, my God. I don't know what I would have. I, I, I would go by memory, but probably, probably six out of ten. Okay. Yep. Like a C. Okay. Okay. Like, and how about in 2020 when you just rewatched it? I'll give it a B. Oh. Okay. So that went up to like an eight? Yeah, well, not quite. Uh, I'd say like a seven. Okay, a seven, a seven point five. I think it. I, I think that it, it. That's exactly where uh, I feel comfortable with it. Seven, seven point five. Okay, so it did go up. Is it because of our conversation or because of your rewatch? Uh, both. Well, I mean, I the rewatch. The rewatch was great, as I said. Like. Um, I still, the problems that I have, I realize where they were and, and what they were, uh, talking about it. You guys seem to like it or, or at least understand the reasoning. I know Dan, you did mention that you thought that it was a little messy in the middle too, or a little chaotic in the middle too, but you agreed with it. Lacey kind of, kind of, uh, said that you liked that part. And I, I mean, I get it. I know why it's there. I think right. I just like it when it's like, and again, for repetition's sake. I just like I chaos. Like, I, you just like chaos. Well, I just like it when it followed the original source material more. Right. Okay. Right. Call, me original, just call me boring, but that's what, where I liked it. All right. How about you in 2000 when it first came out? What did you read it, Dan? I didn't see it for a couple of years. <clears throat> I didn't see it for a couple of years. I, I, I heard things about it. I heard mixed reviews initially. And I, I was just in no rush to see it. Now, when I finally got around to it, I thought it was okay. To be perfectly honest with you, I think I might have, like, been watching it about maybe 60 65%. Like, I was in and out of it. I was yeah. like, whatever, whatever. Rancher. Yeah. But as the years go on, and I've seen it a couple times now, and I've actually watched it, watched it, 
um, I've picked up on, you know, Jim Carrey's performance more, all the nuances in his performance. And I don't know, like, I think over the years, following directors, you know, especially I have, like, the utmost respect for Ron Howard. He's done so much in the industry. And I feel that he, I feel like he's done more beneficial things than detrimental for sure. And I don't know, I just have a, a, a respect for everybody involved in this that when I watch it now, I just kind of look at it from a slightly different perspective. Much like a Kevin Smith movie, you know, Yoga Hosers was fucking ridiculous. It was horrible, but like I love Kevin Smith and I'll fucking, I'll get behind anything that man ever does ever because, you know, like he's a great dude. Much like these filmmakers, too. Like I said earlier, you can feel the love. So, yeah, I'll get behind anybody that has, like, a specific amount of passion for a project. But what would you say you rated it when you first seen it? First seen it, uh, it was probably, like, a 3. 3.5, even, out of 5. It wasn't... Oh, you guys do it at 5. I apologize. Oh, no, no. You should be. You're off the show. You won't be back for the Easter (laughs) extravaganza, Christian. Sorry. Good night, everybody. No, no. no. He even said in my birthday message, he was like, this is my plea to be on your 12 days of chasing. Yes, he said it. (laughs) Are you disappointed? (laughs) Are you disappointed that this was the movie that we brought you on for? Sorry. Sorry. No, no. Well, initially, I'm like, that, out of all the freaking Christmas movies, this is the one I get. Yeah. But like, I just, I'm happy that I was able to revisit it because I I don't think I would. It would have been on in the background, and I would have never really paid it much more attention than right. you know jumping in in a couple of scenes here and there when you're you're doing other things or you and the kids are watching it, and then you come in, you're like, oh, this is on a cool watch it five five ten minutes to go do something else, grab some coffee, whatever. Now right. I watched it, and I was happy that I I revisited it again. So. I can't okay. say I'm disappointed. I am, I am happy that I went with my plea and that you you listened and you invited me on. <laughs> yeah, no, and thank you for actually like doing homework on this, like because a lot of people just like kind of watch the movie and then, right? You know, well now, Lacey Wu, what yeah, would Karen. you rate it back in two thousand? Back in two thousand, <laughs> uh, this movie when I seen it, it gave me the feels. It was a five, mm. like um, you know, it, it was very. The original is very nostalgic to me. Like I said, it gives me that feeling. And when I was in 2000, God, I was, what, 12? Right. You know? So it, so it gave was a me five. The, it was a five okay. at 12. Now, this is important. Now, can we get to our 2020 ratings? Yes. Let's go to you first. Oh, okay. We're going with me. Um. Okay. I honestly, this is a solid uh, four out of five. It's definitely far from a perfect film. I get so much fucking enjoyment out of watching it, you know, and I also feel like this as well, when you really break it down like we have done for podcasts and stuff like that, and you look at what's really out there in terms of, like, heavy hitters for Christmas. I'm talking about your Home Alones. Yeah. All of that stuff. You know, your Krampuses even uh, nowadays. That's an instant classic. When you're talking about those type of movies and you really break it down, this really is a fun addition. You know, you have to kind of go into it, seeing it for what it is, I think, to fully wrap your head around it and, like, appreciate it. But also, too, if somebody says, hey, I know nothing about it and this is just some wacky comedy or whatever and I'm going in blind and they can enjoy it on that level, too, sweet. All I'm saying is I love it for for what it is. I love Jim Carrey. I love everything that he's basically ever fucking done. And to see him in this role, it took me a couple of years to see it. But once I did, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I have. And 
over the years, like the Grinch's fucking heart, it's slowly grown and uh, it's grown ten times as much as from when I first saw it in two thousand. So, what's the rating? So, a uh, four out of five. Four out of five. Yeah. Okay. So, so it grew point five. It grew. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Leave it to me to over exaggerate. Well, it's only a half an inch. It only oh. grew half an inch. Yeah, kind of like we've been over exaggerating all of our lives, Dan. That's just the way we are. Yeah. <laughs> I love a girl with no concept of size. Wow. Okay. Like, <laughs> all right. So, twelve-year-old me really loved this film, and I thought, like, at that time, it had the same, you know, feeling that the cartoon did. Because when they sing and they hold hands and they're doing, oh, oh, you know. <laughs> Well, we didn't have the Christian, <laughs> but that's that song. Like when they do that, it really does make my heart grow ten times bigger. It really does. Like it's just a feeling because corniest thing you ever fucking said. <laughs> you're welcome. But um, I'm sorry, Martha May brings this movie down a point five for me because it's such a fucking missile hoe. Who? Martha Meeks? No, Martha May. Oh. Like she really, she really does bring it down. Like when she's in that, uh, she brings it up, but she brings it down. So it's a four point five. <laughs> like no, I just really don't like the aspect that. I it, love you. Like no, they don't even kiss. Like no, it's not like a love story. Like they don't even fucking kiss in the goddamn film. Maybe if they had kissed, but right. like that didn't happen. Yeah, I never like, got vibes. Yeah, her. no, there's not like a real love story going on there. So I just don't believe it in that aspect as a film. Right. And I'm looking at it as a film critic. Totally. And from that aspect, I have to knock it at least a point five. Okay. And yeah, she's a missile hoe for a reason. <laughs> she's into some kinky shit. She likes green men. And yeah, no. So I, I, I'm literally knocking it point five for Martha May alone. But I do like this film a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But it's definitely not a five. Like, right. my little 12-year-old blinders are off. <laughs> yes. And, um, yeah, so 4.5. Awesome. Well, I, I had a great time not only reviewing it, but I was definitely looking forward to talking about it with you and especially having Christian on because we haven't had him on for a while. And, dude, honestly, He's man, literally one of my favorite dude, guests. Dude, seriously. Seriously. You are uh, he was every time. Uh, to be honest with you, Christian. Yeah. Uh, when we were talking about uh, doing the twelve days of Chasemus and talking about what guests we wanted on, yeah, I was like, I want Christian. That back. was the first. You thing were that you, you said. were the, you were the first person yeah. that I wanted. Thank back. you. Uh, you're a go-to. No, you are. You're so quippy, and is that a word? Quippy. It is oh, now. Okay. I love it. Like you're so quick, <laughs> and like you're so seasoned, you know, and that's that's not saying that you're old <laughs> no, no, but like you just are a natural podcaster and i love flowing with you and your banter um i just really enjoy podcasting with you i hope we do this again more yeah i don't even want to stop you i love hearing this about me <laughs> no, no i thank, I, honestly, I never know what to say with that shit i appreciate it man like i i, I it's it's Honestly, I I always feel I never articulate myself at all during these shows, and, uh, and well, and, at all. See, I can't even finish a sentence. <laughs> but I <laughs> so appreciate you guys having me on. It's fun. You guys are a blast to record with. Uh, I'm glad two times in one year during COVID, and we did it, and it's been fun. 
And I'm yes. so happy to be here and, and that I was part of this as well. So thank you. And dude, we, we will definitely have you on uh, coming up soon on an we upcoming episode. We hope we didn't scare you away. Yeah, hopefully not. Now, <laughs> With Dan singing. Now, what do you got coming up that's uh, not this? <laughs> uh, I Well, I've... Uh, we're going to be recording our, our next episode of Exploding Heads. Uh, I don't even remember the number. I think it's 120, 127. 127. God, you guys have been moving. I think the episode I was on was like 97 uh, we, or 96, somewhere around there. It took four and a half years or four, four, almost four and a half years to get to episode 100. Right. And in Hey, six, what was movie number 100 or number one for the top 100? Movie number one for the top. Was that Hereditary? If I remember yes, correctly, yes, it was. It was. Yeah, that and was. Should have fucking been Cabin in the Woods, but all right. I don't, <laughs> it came in at about eleven, but don't quote me on that. I'm going by memory. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was somewhere around there. Should have Leprechaun in space. We're recording that. Should <laughs> Leprechaun in space? You no, know, <laughs> Leprechaun in space would have been in the nineties. Oh, yeah, that wasn't it even. Could have been Leprechaun though. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. But, yeah. <laughs> That and if I ever do record, we I kind of brought back my original podcast, and then we said we were going to do more, but we usually record it live. But with COVID, oh. we haven't been able to, so we did one virtual, and I think we're going to have to do another virtual, and that's TGIF thirteen. And I think Scream Two is going to be the next episode. For that. Oh, why, why are we not you invited for that? God damn! There's the only reason you guys are not invited to that. Can I invite you to Scream Three when we do that? The reason ah! is. Okay. No. There's a reason yes. why. This has been almost two years in the making. We were supposed oh, to have four. Oh, or Scream Four. That's fine. We wait, were supposed wait. to Preston the Francis. Preston oh. the Francis, the director of Ruined Me. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I did an interview with the guy. He was a fan of the show. He reached out to me. I think the guy's was super cool. We shot yeah. the shit. I did an episode, and I promised him that he would be on an episode of TGIF 13. Two years later, it still hasn't happened, and it was supposed to be Scream 2. So we're I'm sticking to my promise, and that was supposed to be the next episode, and he's supposed to guest on it, and that's it. But we are open to guests, and I've got okay. that. All right, that's what is that Scream 4? Can we do Scream 4? Absolutely. Yes! yes. I, I, I don't want to do Scream 3, but I, hey... We're mentioning Scream 3. Did you at least get my fucking Martha Meeks reference earlier? Martha May? Martha Meeks? Yeah, you, it was like five minutes did ago. Did he get it? I don't know if he did. <gasps> no! You want to hear a funny story about that? No. I was fucking with a co-worker. Because I, uh, I do chats online, right? Yes. I have to wear... And I just don't like this girl that I work with. So, like, sometimes, like, I'm bored at work when it's, like, dead. So, I will create fake people to oh chat with. Oh, my God. And... The chat name I always use is Martha Meeks. <laughs> True story. That's such a scream deep cut that like nobody would get it except no. us. No, and she's like, well, "What do you want?" Because well, I was like, "I need to know Sydney's address." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is atrocious. I'm amazing. So much for uh, joining us, uh, Christian, and we hope to have you back really fucking soon. And we wish you and your family a merry fucking Christmas. Yeah, and Merry Christmas to you guys too, and thank you. And I recorded a little love message while you guys were off. I don't know if that's going to come through or not. <laughs> I Once so. I realized it was still recording, I did anyway. So thank you so much. And no, no question, Scream Four, you guys are on because I think that's what we're yes. doing. And I said to spice it up, we want guests. Not that we're we're not sick of each other, but if we're going to do this virtually, and even when we're not virtual. Guess, guess, guess. So for sure, you guys will be on. And 
this has literally been my favorite Christmas episode so far. Um, I mean, I love all of yes. our guests, but I just feel like this just flowed so amazingly. And I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> but it and uh, to close us out, uh, peace out, Daytona down. But before to close us out is here is Dan Chase with a song. Your head's exploding, Mr. Lutz. We're glad that you came back. Next time we'll get a movie you like with a popcorn and a Sprite, Mr. Lutz. We love you, Kristen. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. The smile on my face is holding Christmas from coming.